Hey, folks, how you doing? <laughs> Guess what? This is the 99th, you heard it, episode of 3ABP. This is an actual episode. This is such an actual episode that I'm going to tell you that it's an actual episode. Yes. Big Rob, is this an actual episode? It looks like it is. I didn't know it was going to be until you said it, but yeah. It's an episode. It's an episode. It's an episode. In two minutes. Yeah. This is is an episode, and it's a great episode. Yes. And we're talking about stuff. See, we was talking about stuff like stuff, because stuff is obviously stuff. Yes. And we're totally talking about stuff. You know what I miss? The 99 cent store. Yes. I do miss it. I like the 99 cent store. Did you know that somebody on this planet had the nerve to charge a dollar ninety nine for Arizona tea in the can. They lost it. So wait, 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 wait. Does it? The ninety nine cent is imprinted on the can, isn't it? it and is. they still tried to turn the can around and then put a dollar ninety nine. That is disrespectful. Yeah, I saw the picture floating around on uh, social media somewhere. Uh, so if you didn't notice, we're one episode away from a hundred. So guess what this means? You're getting this episode just so we can get to the 100th episode. That's right. Exactly. Yes. It's really awesome, isn't it? (laughs) This is not a Patreon exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) This is literally an episode just to get to the next episode. I was going to tell you, I was going to tell you what I had uh, planned for the 100th episode, but now I think I'm going to wait. So until until the day of or after we record this one, so I can let you know what I'm planning. Oh, we're recording the hundredth episode literally today. This oh. episode is just so we can get over the hump, and so we can do the hundredth episode. Oh, so I had so I had something planned for the hundredth episode. I haven't finished yet, though. Oh, so you mean it's we're literally some homework? So so this is so the- this is really episode ninety nine. This is episode nine. We have to get serious. Okay, so this is going to be wow. I got hold on, hold up. Oh no, we didn't even do our Patreon episode. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh! Like I guess we are going to have to do the Patreon episode after, and I guess this Mine. is going to be kind of a rewind because I was also playing music that normally <laughs> I would not be playing. But the idea was to cut this episode off and then start recording the actual one. Am I Captain Buzzkill over here? No, no you just no. no. Now we have to do this for real. Okay, so we're going to kind of rewind. Okay, and we're going to do a live rewind. So basically, what's going to happen is we're going to hold up. So I guess what we'll do we're going to do this like we normally do. And I'm going to have one of y'all do the intro with the music and all that good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so y'all are listening to us really do this live. I I don't care how it sounds. We don't care how it sounds. You probably don't care how it sounds. You are probably listening to this and like, what the fuck is wrong with them? And that's great. That's why you that's why you subscribe to the show. Yeah, I think at this point, people already know to understand what they're getting when they listen to us. Um yeah, which is a lot of nonsense is involved. Yep. So uh, be right back on the nonsense.
one away, folks. That's right. One more episode till we reach the 100th one. This is episode 99 of 3ABP. We never thought we would get this far into it. Lord knows we didn't even know what we were doing when we first started, but now we are here. I am excited. Man, we are going to get things done and I'm just I'm just totally amazed that 90 for 99 times you guys have decided to give us a chance and listen to our buffoonery. But uh, I'm proud. I'm I'm really I'm I'm really grateful to be here right now with you two fine people. Big Rob is in the house. Lorenzo, Christine, we're here. Let's get it. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. So, yeah, this this definitely started uh, way differently than we normally do. And um, I killed it. I, I I take I take responsibility. You you, you did you did. Because um, honestly, the title of this episode, <laughs> or what it would have been the title of the hundredth episode, but it's now just going to be the the, the ninety nine episode, whatever. Uh, the Cookie of Legend, and um, the reason the episode is called the Cookie of Legend is because I have to tell you. About the cookie of legend. Really? Yes. So, uh, folks, uh, we didn't have a show the, well, the last time, actually, was um, I, I wasn't feeling good. And uh, due to that, I didn't want nobody, you know, catching my germs. So, we didn't have a show. And um, following that, honestly, I had a trip to LA. So I was in LA for a couple of days for anime expo. Uh, you know, and I had a lot of fun and we're going to definitely talk about some shit, uh, because believe it or not, LA just wasn't LA expo where it's like, we saw the most, um, it was also the other stuff that was happening outside of the, the convention, which, definitely added to my trip but what i want to start off with is you know i linked up with ben now for those of you that have been rocking with us for a hot minute you know we've had ben on the show ben is a great guy he is uh a friend to rob and myself yes. as well as as well as chris he's a friend of the show and you know we of course you know knew him beforehand and he's a great guy so when you know, I said that I was going out to L.A., you know, Rob's like, hey, you're going to, you know, connect with Ben. I was like, yeah, of course. I ain't seen the man in a hot minute. You know, why not? So the only day I really had was that Friday where I got in uh, because I was going to be, you know, at an anime convention all weekend. Uh, so I really picked that Friday to hang out. And I remember talking with Ben and, you know, for Friday, I got there early. I got there around uh little after like 10 a.m mm-hmm. so i had the majority of the day really to hang out and i remember talking with ben and i'm thinking man we're gonna hit some food spots and stuff like that now i was staying downtown because that's where the convention was going to be uh and ben when we were talking about things uh he was like listen he was like there is something i, w- I want you to try and it would be the equivalent to freaking sweet jars except that it's a cookie I said, no, really? Ben, whoa, right. Whoa. I said, Ben, you're talking crazy now. I'm yeah. like, what's going on? Because you're talking about cookies, number one. And number two, something that 
we would go crazy over it. Like we go crazy over freaking sweet jars. And he was like, yeah, you're saying there's something better than the Holy grail. So, and the only reason I would say I would not put it in the same lane with freaking sweet jars. And I'll get into that as why is because we're talking about two different types of confectionery goods. We're talking about cookies and we're talking about cake, which both have their very own lane. Uh, Unless sometimes people, you know, combine them, but that's a whole nother story. Right. Uh, So, He's like, yeah, he's like, the the way y'all like freaking sweet jars, basically, um, my perception is the way we like freaking sweet jars, you're going to love this. I said, okay. So, um, waiting on Ben, and um, I'm in, I'm at the hotel, and, you know, Ben has, has to stop off and get these cookies. I said, okay. So, he finally gets there, and he's got this box. It's a small box pink box and and I'm I'm looking at this box like all right what's he got in there and he comes over you know and he's like here they are and I was like okay I was like let's see what's let's see what's good this place is called Junior Cookie all right so we open the box there's three cookies he got one for him two for me Ben put his money on these cookies right and when I tell you what happened next <laughs> was was probably one of the wildest experiences I've ever had with food. Uh-oh. Man. Um, <laughs> we're looking at these cookies, and they're big, okay? So they're not like, you know, tiny little cookies. They're the size of, like, you go into Starbucks, you get one of them fat cookies, or you're somewhere, you get the big-ass cookie. Well, these were three big-ass cookies. Okay, so it wasn't right. like Jimmy John's where right. they charged me, like, $2 for a microscopic cookie. Exactly. Okay. So this is a big-ass cookie. So we're sitting down. He takes a cookie. I'll take a cookie. We bite into the cookie at the same damn time. Holy fuck. (laughs) Like my eyes widen. The texture of this thing is insane. Like it was freshly baked. Oh, right. It was freshly baked. They were chocolate chip. So me and Ben are sitting there, we're eating this cookie and like, and where we are. So you walk into the hotel. Mm-hmm. If you walk into the hotel, hotel you would see two gentlemen sitting on this couch thing, eating cookies like they're in their own fucking world. They're, we are surrounded by people, but me and Ben are just sitting in our own universe <laughs> and we are both just biting into this cookie. And I'm looking at Ben like the fuck is this witchcraft as I keep eating it. And Ben is like, oh, no, you're not even to the good part. I was like, there's more. I bite into the middle. And the chocolate. Cho- yeah. The chocolate burst. It burst. It, it wasn't just there. It burst. And it burst like they filled the chocolate in perfectly. So you have to get to the middle, which is that sweet, sweet spot. And then it overflows. And then at this point, now there's it over the chocolate. Now is it overflowing okay like you also have to pay attention to the bottom because now you don't crack that center mm. and now the whole thing is coming undone and what is just a caveat of just goodness like a lava cookie that part yeah and when i say that this was the cookie of legend he then tells me that the family that owns the spot now mind you it's not a chain it is a family owned spot mom and pop they mom and pop shop israeli okay yes he he's like i don't know what they do i feel like they bought ingredients from the motherland i was like (laughs) okay so not only 
not only are you telling me it's a mom and pop shop, you're telling me that they created this with ingredients from the Holy Land. So this is a Holy Land cookie at this point. Blessed cookies. Right. (laughs) This freaking cookie. Like the. um, Not only was it good. It started. uh, it, It literally started a problem in my hotel room. (laughs) because by this time like other friend gets there um my one friend was already she was dealing with some hotel stuff and i'm going to talk about that um but they're both there and at this point i'm looking at the other cookie like you know i'm gonna eat this and they're gonna be looking at me and i don't know if i'm gonna be in the mood to share this joint but because I don't want this to go to waste. Like I don't want it to sit there right. and we lose the we lose the 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 moment that yeah, is yeah. this cookie. I did the one thing that when you got something this good, you don't do because of what happens. No, and I shared Broke it in half. I br- I shared pieces of it. Why? I mean, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I will tell you why. I'm listening. I'll shut up. Because again. Had it be just sitting, me sitting there later, number one, I felt like, damn, might lose the magic. Also, we don't have a microwave for me to somehow get it to that sweet spot that I needed in case, you know, we missed a moment. Number one. Yes. Number two, I am literally rooming with like three people. Yes. And it's just this one motherfucking cookie. And the way that would have went down, it would have been one of them things where it's like, listen, this is mine. Not that they would a trip, but also it was too good not to share. Mm-hmm. So I literally was just like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a friend because if it came to it, they definitely were sharing stuff with me. So, right. So, yeah. so I have a question real mm-hmm. quick. Ben bought these cookies, right? Mm-hmm. Ben, if oh. you're listening to this podcast. Oh, he, he is. He's waiting for this episode. Yeah. Um, why on earth would you put anybody in a position to have to make such a such an awful awful choice by getting three cookies? No. So here's the thing, because I'm gonna defend him on that part. He bought that because he knew I was going to enjoy this so much. Let's have one extra for later. So that way, that was that was all me. I didn't have to share it. And to tell you the truth, as slick as I am. Nobody would have known about it anyway. That is true. That would have been I would have been off eating that somewhere else. But the goodness of it, the goodness of it, I couldn't hold back. And let me tell you what it did because it had a really good positive effect. Yes. Both my friends bit into that cookie. They thanked him for bringing it. Right. They was like, "Thank you for bringing him that cookie." And not only that, damn sure was trying to hunt them down later. Like literally, um. See if we could order some. Yeah. And I think, because I think I looked on, I think we might have had to use DoorDash because I think we looked on Grubba, but we couldn't find a company. Right. But um, that's the one thing. I should have then hit Ben up and say, hey, Ben, uh, when you order these cookies, do you DoorDash, do you Uber Eats, do you Grubhub? What's the deal? Yeah. But they've been into that cookie. And here's the thing. They knew because it was for me. They, I was like, hey, you can take another piece. They was like, no, 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 we good. We good because that's you, that's you. And I even shared the other piece with Ben. I was like, one more round. He was like, one more round. So all three of us, all, all of us okay. at this point, all four of us, I will say, was in this lobby going off about this cookie. Yes. They got a website? 
they actually, you know what? We have to see. We would have to see because I know they have a menu. What's the name of the place? It's called Junior Cookie. Oh, you said it before. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. Junior Cookie. Junior Cookie. And this is, listen, in L.A. And born and raised in the playground. I spent most of my days. Yep. Junior Cookies. Oh, they got, okay. Website. Boulevard, Mm -hmm. West West Hollywood, California. So UPS might be going on strike soon. Yes, they so are. So we may want to take some action here. <laughs> I don't know if they have anything that they do, or maybe Ben, maybe we might be asking you for a favor. So <laughs> we probably would, but see, here's the thing: Ben told them when he ordered this cookie, these cookies, he wanted freshly baked. He didn't want the ones that have been sitting there. Yeah. So there was a there there was a whole technique to that, but let me tell you, when I say cookie of legend, it is the cookie of legend. In fact, um, I want a part of the legend. I mean, I, I know I, it won't I, be the the moment of of peak freshness, but I'll take what I can get. Listen, I I legit thought because I actually had um, one other friend who lives in uh la and i told her i was uh in the area and um fortunately we just wasn't able to go ahead and connect while i was there and that's when i realized i said shit i gotta go back so i can visit ben and i can you know like hang with her she's uh cool people um you know when it comes to pr music and things of that nature that's how i connected with her uh so you know really dope friends and i'm like hey i need to just be in the area where people can just, you know, come hang. Like, I just don't need a convention. I just need to have a couple of days to say, look, I'm in the area, hit me up. Um, but again, I would totally go back. <laughs> I don't think they deliver cookie. out of state. Ben, no, oh, they definitely you. don't deliver out of state. It is it's only within, within state. We have there a test for you, Ben. <laughs> yeah. There is a company, though, that does um, do that, but like they ship like in boxes and they're expensive. This, though, Junior Cookie, let me tell you what's real nuts about it. So that cookie is $5 a piece. Now, we have a company out Rockville called Crumble. Where you can oh, get they're all over the place. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, but the location I know of, that's why I said they are yeah, rock. And they make their cookies aren't good. I mm. said it. I said it. Their cookies are decent and they're great the first time you have it. Go back and eat it a second time and then you say, you will say I should go to Aunt Kelly's cookies. There, I said it. Okay. So um Yeah, I'm so no. sad that I, I I won't be able to you know, really understand what L had until I actually take a plane trip. Yep. 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 And what I was going to say before uh, Chris decided to go ahead and throw that like barrel of shade at <laughs> Crumble. Like Crumble, Crumble, um, uh, I think is, is good. I can say probably you have it that one time. I know people that love it, um, but it is expensive. And the reason I bring Crumble up is because I'm like, for what you pay, for crumble you could put that same amount of money to junior cookies and get a much better experience because i literally was just like yo move over crumble because the amount of money you pay for a box like when i was in um you know richmond uh last summer we went ahead and put money up to get like a box of cookies Mm -hmm. and mind you we enjoy them Mm -hmm. but if we had this spot 
as an alternative, I gladly would have put that money up because to tell you the truth, we probably could have got more bang for our buck and to top it off, that experience. Listen, mm, listen, they I'm brought ingredients from the Holy Land. Ingredients from the Holy Land. And honestly, I look at this as one of those things where you just have to make it a point to go visit. So next to your Philly trip, which we still got to figure out, hopefully before the end of the year, so yeah, we can yeah. go to Isca Bibbles. Yes. You might just have to go ahead and dip out to, to L.A. Uh, as far as those, because I know some of you heard Anime Expo, and you want me to talk about that because you're anime fans. So... um I'll give you a bit of that so I can stop talking about the cookie. So, you know, Rob doesn't end up leaving the, the pod in the middle to go to L.A. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just working on who I can bribe. I, you ain't got to do much bribing. This, but just hit up Ben. Work it out. Because, listen, listen, if we need to, we can ship the we can figure out how Ben can ship these cookies. We can figure it out. And there are definitely ways because I already have to get a freezer pack. The things I've been doing to get my hands on certain food items lately I, is insane. I, ben, I, find a way. I just would like to say, I should not have thrown shade at Crumble, but Crumble recently said that they no longer will support having their one classic cookie each, uh, each which, what is it called, each week, which is the mm-hmm. classic pink sugar cookie, mm-hmm. and that they're going to rotate it. So, and Crumble... It's a chain. It's a chain that's not open on Sundays. And I'm getting real irked by these places that are like purposely closing and not opening at certain times. And then like people look at you like, well, change your schedule if you want it. Listen, I get it. You're not open on Sundays. Fine, whatever. But then you make it real hard to order your cookies during the regular week through the app. And then you order the cookies through the app. You get to the store and they're like, we're not done yet. It won't be ready until because you're making the like, what's the purpose of ordering cookies through an app if you're still going to make me wait 20 minutes? Sounds like the Pizzeria Uno's of cookies. So, yes, please support Genius Cookies. They're out in West Hollywood on St. Monica Boulevard. They sound delicious. They look delicious. They make a Nutella cookie with pretzels. Listen, I'm always going to support Nutella. Go support Genius. It's, Go support local. It is the cookie of legend. Yeah, yeah. I want the I want the blessed cookie. It is definitely the cookie the of The cookie legend. of the gods. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, hold up. Yeah, I want to make sure I got all the descriptions down because the way I described that cookie to folks, it is it is nuts. But somebody uh, hijacked your grandma and put her in the kitchen. <laughs> all right. Um let me see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so let me see. I literally was just like, yeah, uh the cookies of legend and it came from the Holy Land. That's exactly right. Uh, I actually did have like pictures. So I don't know if I shared the pictures with y'all, but this is the middle part. Oh, you did not. I don't remember you said. No, that. I know I didn't send it I've to seen you. The, yeah, 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 this yeah, was that, that was the cookie of legend. And like I said, we were surrounded by folks. But again, um, so we don't keep talking about it. Uh, AX was cool. I did have a lot of fun at Anime Expo. I was there for two things. One, to unwind, and two, to actually do a little networking, which uh, we did, which was really uh, eventful. And hopefully um, that bears some some super fruit. I have to say that it was really nice uh, just being there. It was a shit ton of people. 
Uh, of course, I, I wore a mask. I wasn't playing that game. I'd already got con crud from uh, being an awesome con, so I wasn't trying to have another round two of that. And so that was fun. I really had a great time. No, didn't cosplay. Was able to find um, a book I really wanted, which is hard to get. And good thing I bought it when I did because it sold out. Other than that, I have to say, this is because you know we talk about food so um i got a food story but i'm gonna talk about what leads up to it rob you mentioned the ups strike and the reason i want to segue with that is because while i was in la now mind you i went during during a very interesting time because one this is the fourth of july weekend Mm -hmm. two um aside from it being anime expo there was a strike that was being planned and that was the whole, the hotel workers was going on strike. Mm-hmm. So hotel workers, ho- hotel workers no. w- was going on strike and day number one, I remember we woke up, we got our, you know, we went down to the, um, the kitchen that they have the cafe, whatever, got a really good breakfast sandwich. Little did we know that was going to be the last time we saw that lady that wow. helped us because the, very next not even well actually because it's two things that happen so um the that day um and we can segue here how can i do this so yeah we're going to get back to the strike because there's something that happens before the strike but yeah little did i know i was going to see that lady i was that was the last time we were going to see that lady we leave anime expo we're going back to the hotel we get to the hotel they are kicking people out wow they are kicking people out and this is why um they kick us out, so we're across the street. My friend has to use the bathroom, so we're up there, you know, waiting for her. And we end up, because <laughs> she goes into this restaurant, we end up going to this restaurant because we're looking at the menu, and they're not letting anybody back in this hotel anytime soon. So we just get in line after looking at the menu. So while we're waiting, we're thinking maybe it has something to do with strike because we heard this was going to happen. It wasn't because people were striking. There was a suspicious package. And so they had the block Mm. closed off until they were able to determine what was going on. So we're thinking, oh, man, that strike. They're not playing. Maybe it's the hotel workers. And we found out later it was actually because of a suspicious package. We're like, okay, that's that's fucked up. Thankfully, nothing happened. Right. Okay. So we're at this restaurant and this restaurant has oxtail. $28. $28. Lot of fucking oxtail. More than what we usually get. And um holy fuck. This oxtail was great. It was actually a soul food kitchen. Now, Chris, you can look up the chain. The place is called Fixins. I want you to look it up because I know you will do the homework to figure out if it's really black owned. Okay. Oh, speaking of which, there is a really nice new soul food restaurant opening open in Glen Burnie, top tier. We'll talk about okay. it later. Okay. Yeah. So we had oxtail because we couldn't decide what to eat. They had chicken and waffles on the menu. They had a chicken sandwich was big as fuck. This robbed this place would have met your standards and portions. Definitely. Uh, because I, I mean, they're, they're not just going to give us a half of an oxtail sandwich exa- and call that a meal. Exactly. Like, listen, I had so much oxtail. Like, we went to this place twice, and the second time, I literally looked and I was like, I don't know if I can finish this. So, it and this like is the oxtail. picture that was, you know, we saw when it we looked went like on, the downtown. Pi- it looked like the picture, and not only did it look like the picture, 
when I say that it was it was top tier, like my friend started looking up the um my friend started looking up the uh Ooh. the menu. Ooh, that looks real good. I see. I mean I'm checking out yeah. the Instagram. And so start looking up the menu and she was like, Okay, they say the oxtail is banging. So we got into it. We we ordered it. We took a bite and we're like, Oh, this is good as shit. All right. And she's Jamaican. So if she likes it, then you already know it's banging. Right. 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 So I yeah, I had the whole entire time they I had like a I had a, a, a meter for like how good something was. If you're telling me you got jerk or you got oxtail, I had a way to go ahead and figure out if it's legit. So we're eating this. And sure enough, uh, our friend that was with us, she got mad because I ordered Kool-Aid. Their website is 100% um, disability accessible. Yep. No oh. matter. Like you can say, I'm blind, boom. Motor skills disorder, boom. Whatever you need, they have it ready. You <laughs> dyslexic, we got you. You, mm-hmm. you have ADHD and you can't handle our menu. We got they got my that I is impressive. We ate that. We ate there twice, and uh, I'm looking at the drink menu, and I didn't want any alcohol because uh, I was just like, eh, depending on the time of day. But they had Kool Aid, and they bring it out in the mason jar. So I ordered a grape Kool Aid, and of course, my friends like you would order the grape Kool Aid. I was like, yes, I freaking did. And then I wanted the only thing they fucked up on is because I then wanted the blue flavor. They brought me red. <laughs> I was like, now you don't need to be at MIT. Grad. The red, the red flavor. They brought me the red flavor, <laughs> and I wanted blue. But it was cool. I was like, all right, no problem. Now, mind you, I'm worried because I'm like, you know, are y'all going to make this like people really make the Kool-Aid and they just pull up a Domino sugar truck and tell the truck to just like back up and it pours all the sugar like in it? Like the Menace to Society one right. where, where they just poured the entire big right. package of sugar into it. Right. Like, I'm really worried. I was like, all right, because you know what? I'm basically going to be like living on that toilet, you know, all night. But they they had just a they had the adult amount of sugar in it, so it's sweet, but it's not like you're thinking that that diabetes man every single time you take a sip. So, okay. so good food, and by this time we were able to get back to our, our hotel, which is great. So rest of the night, you know, what we do uh, some more convention stuff. Six a.m. in the morning the next day, I am hearing somebody chant something. And like, you know, saying something, repeat, and I'm hearing a drum, right? We wake up and the strike has officially started. There are no workers in the hotel except for what? management. Yep. They started this shit at six fucking a.m. in the morning. And they did that the entire time uh, that we were there. And it was strategic as hell. So, yes. so wait a minute, let me back up real quick. Mm-hmm. So just to know what happened. They kicked everybody out. So so just by happenstance, they kick everybody out they beforehand, kick. but it was for a bomb scare. Right. For nothing to do with the package. workers. Right. Nothing to do with the yeah, it was just a suspicious package. And then the next day The next like, day there's a strike. It, this is for real now. Yeah. So like there's two different two totally different problems. So so far, we're dealing with the we're dealing with the um you know, the bomb scare. And then after that, 
we get to deal with the work of striking. And when I say they were outside, they were right outside the hotel. They were right outside the front of it. They got picket signs. They're hitting the um, the paint cans. And you just hear them going back and forth at 6 a.m. in the morning. So now at this point, if you go downstairs to their lounge for breakfast, yeah. they got a free breakfast going on. <laughs> and they wouldn't. Get, and if you went to the front desk, they gave you a note explaining what's happening. So... We're hearing this and we're fine with it because it's like you should pay your workers more. Also, side note with that hotel, um, it's it's uh, the Central Hotel, which come to find out. And I and this is one of those things where I'm like, you're not definitely not getting any sympathy uh, from, you know, us because one, you're not paying your workers. But two, I have never been to a hotel where the fee for incidentals is $500. What? what? Exactly. $500. They were charging Wait, wait, wait. wait. Like an author Wait, uh, like an authorization? Do you pay uh, like a like a hold like, like they they're going to they're going to put they're going to put a hold for $500 and release it at the end of your stay. Like what the mm. Right. Now, come to find out, they told my friend that it was $100 a day. My friend who tried to get inf- excuse me, tried to get information about incidentals the entire time before even staying was like, how much are the incidentals? What's the incidentals? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know what? They never want to give you a straight answer. Now, what's crazy is that anytime I stayed somewhere, I've always expected it to be anywhere from 50 to like 100 something. I think the most we ever paid for incidentals might have been upwards of two hundred dollars, but that that's because right. we had like two rooms. Yeah. But like usually the average is like, you know, between you know, fifty to hundred at the most. Right. Right, right. right. So that would just be for the entire time. They were charging literally a hundred dollars a day. But this was also one of the hotels that was actually listed, I think, where uh Anime Expo has all their hotel lists. Mm-hmm. And I think they had that hotel rate the anime expo rate that you could get, which as I think is what we had. But because of that too, I'm thinking, well, they was like, well, you know, with anime expo, it's a lot of people. And so they hiked that mess up considerably, which is wrong because first and foremost, it should be listed. And the manager tried to say that it was listed, but my friend was like, this was nowhere because easily what that would have been would have been like, okay, y'all, I need $125 a person, you're going to get this money back because we got to pay incidentals. Right. And that's what it should have been. But nobody wanted to say something. And mind you, I hate incidentals. Mm. But when I heard that it was an issue with incidentals, I rolled up and I was like, well, how much is it? Because, you know, if it was like a hundred or something like that, I'd be like, yeah, fine. You can use my card. Right. Now it'd be fine. Nope. It literally was 500. And I was like, who the fuck got that? So we were, we were able to work it out. But it was still the idea of we have the money that you need for the hotel room, taxes and everything. Mm-hmm. But you are being a dick over five hundred dollars a incident, which you in your head has to know is crazy. Because mind you, this person is a whole is a, is a manager, their front desk manager or whatever. This is not they, this is not um, something that they have 
total control of, right. but they could have did something if they wanted to, maybe right. tried to override it. And if they honestly tried to say, I can't, that would have looked a lot better. Yeah. So when it came to people striking, you definitely wasn't getting sympathy, sympathy through us. And what was nuts is you could see the effects of a strike. I maybe saw two workers that entire time once that strike started hitting, two workers. And what got me about it was if you needed towels or anything like that, you definitely were calling the front desk. They definitely had somebody that was going to run them up. But the thing about this, it was so strategic because one, 4th of July weekend. Mm. Two, you have a and you have a convention that's happening that gets an estimated at least at least 50,000 people. It yeah, does. we're going to make it, sure you yeah. feel it. Yeah. Now, I, w- I will say something off. I'll tell you about their, their numbers, like, off audio. But right. 50,000 at least. Right. May I put in a quick um, thing about, like, this? Mm. Is this, was this, hotel, this hotel wasn't a chain? Uh, actually, it seems to be a chain on the West Coast. Oh, my. What's it called? Uh, it's called, it was the East Central Hotel, but it seems like they have, is they just don't have that one location where we were staying. I think it's a couple others. So that means San Diego Comic-Con is, if not this week, it's next week, right? Uh, it actually may be coming up really soon because I have a friend that actually it's, um, going to be there. Because that means if this strike is still going on, San Diego Comic-Con is about to be the biggest ish show ever because they get. Close to a million people a year. So you're right. That is very strategic because we're going to hit you at a critical moment where we have a flood of people coming in. And because you're not paying us right, now you you got a situation on your hands. July 20th through the 23rd. So also, oh God, oh my, yeah. oh my word. So what are they going to do for the people that are already booked coming in and and nobody's working how is that going to work out they want to do what they always do with management so yeah so yeah that's so that's what was happening now right now it looks like um i'm trying to see if i can find that website because i want to see all the way to locate because right now i'm just seeing la um so they might let me see if they got other locations uh because right now it just shows it just shows their um their Los Angeles downtown hotel and this might be the only one, so they might not have to worry about San Diego Comic Con. Okay. But it is still to the point that if they have any major events happening, mm-hmm. period, that they're going to be struggling until they they get things under control. Yeah. Now from what I understand too I think this is a um, this is something that they they they're kind of used to based off a conversation I was having with that manager. I think that every year, every other year, uh, the union you know comes up and it's like you need to pay us more money. Yes, and so this is nothing new to them. But it's really sad that they have to keep having you know this conversation, especially if you consider the fact that the price of everything is going up. Like the way things have been happening, yeah. It's like you can't you can't expect to say, "Well, we're going to negotiate one time, and that's all it's going to be." I'm like, no. As legislation changes, as uh, money stops going from one pot to the other, yeah, or 
you know, something happens where there's a labor shortage, whatever the case may be, the union is going to react because people depend on that money. So stop being cheap and greedy. These people need to live. I mean, cost of living is just the bare minimum. You should be paying people more on GP. Of course, people are greedy. So they try and, and, you know, and, you know, cut every corner possible. But this is what happens when you cut so many corners that eventually People get tired of it. Oh, yeah. And we see a pattern now because, you know, we all know the writer's strike. Yep. You just gave an example of this hotel chain. And then UPS is is planning something. And when that occurs, you know, they're really going to hit the fan because people aren't going to be getting their packages. So now it's like, can't you see the future people? Can't you look at what's happening right now and say, you know what? Let's plan. Let's give our people a fair wage now before we have the problems occur, which is going to cost you more money in the future to resolve it because you're losing all this money because nobody's working. And then, you know, and just uh, prior to that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, just, you know, prior to that, we saw the decision go down with, you know, student loans. Oh, uh, right. Right. So so we're literally so what we're literally the Supreme seeing, Court is so freaking evil, man. Look, I keep saying this is evil. I keep saying that like and I'm just giving y'all a fair warning. Be ready for a lot of political talk on this show like next year. Not as not like a whole lot like that's just all we talk about. But it's going to be very hard not to get into, um, you know, politics when we're seeing all this happen yeah we try and stay away from it but uh, you know this is another point just like when you know the black lives matter movement was occurring where we don't have a choice to talk about it mm-hmm. because th- this is just it, oh it, it's it's repulsive it it's is repulsive. it is because it because right now you know the average person just trying to stay afloat like is having to you you're having to restructure your budget mm-hmm. more than you would like to. Oh gosh. And it is getting to a is getting to a point now where it's like, okay, y'all act like we are not paying attention to y'all. We like we are not seeing the writing on the wall. And they try and give you every BS excuse under the sun of why they can't do something when it's like, yes you can. And you know what? This is to all the people that say, oh, well, voting doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Because if y'all weren't so freaking stupid the first time back in 2016, we wouldn't be having this problem right Ooh, now. buddy. I just would like to say that. Uh, <laughs> I re- I will, next year, I will have to recuse myself from a lot of conversations. They make us take this all the time. And I also want to say, as someone who is affected by every last decision the Supreme Court has made in the last two years at this point who yeah. put them there who put them there hey, listen i am looking at all of them like if i get if i get knocked the fuck up amy comey barrett you better be helping me pay my child not child support what is it my daycare shit i'm looking at uh, who uncle ruckus i saw a documentary about him and jenny thomas and i watched it i watched it and analyzed it and listened to it let me tell you i'm, I'm real upset this this man was a part of some type of liberation, black liberation movement, and then turned out the way he did. Like, but now I understand why he turned out the way he did. And now I'm looking at this other, like his wife, and I'm like, oh, she needs to be in a home. But we'll leave that one alone because I don't want to get in trouble. But Uncle Ruckus, Uncle Ruckus, listen, uh, let me, anything happen to my job, I'm coming to you, and I'm going to make your life a living hell. 
you 76 year old man i know how to do that i will make your life a living hell if anything happens because of your re- his self-hating ass he was you want to know something <laughs> hold on so i'm sorry i didn't want to get good. the fact that he was upset that he had handouts not even handouts he was upset that people helped him along the way and when he got out of what was it harvard or yale i don't remember i don't care whatever ivory league school he went to and he couldn't get a job in corporate because his nasty ass attitude and he said the system failed you listen you ain't getting handouts all your life they gave you they got you to where you got to and then everyone had said the same thing he was best friends with john bolton i shouldn't say best friends they were college roommates super quick question was this the the same person that said you lied to Obama, or was that another justice? Uh, it might be. Do you another. remember what I'm talking about when Obama was talking, and, and the guy was like, you lie! I think it was another justice. Oh, okay. I think it was another justice. But yeah, him and John Bolton went to the same school, same class. He was pissed that the Clintons had a better outlook for their career than he did. <laughs> Turns around, he's pissed because he can't get a corporate law. Then he comes down to D.C. He becomes the Republicans talking head. That's what I'm going to call him right now because that's the nicest thing I can say. And Ronald Reagan says, I want to make sure you're good. And still, he's still pissed. And he's like, he wants to pull up that ladder. Apparently, he hates Ketanji Brown Jackson. He does not like the fact that she's on the court because she calls him out on his BS. And then to hear how Jenny Thomas, his wife, ended up being married to him. And the fact that she called Anita Hill saying, I, I just want to have an apology. I just want you to apologize to me for lying on my husband, even though there's plenty of evidence that she didn't lie. And a lot of people said that he did what he did and that he used to talk about his dick all the time. This is the, listen, if you want to watch a documentary, go watch the frontline documentary. It's by um, frontline and PBS. So you already know they did their due diligence and it's called clearance and Jenny Thomas power power planning and corruption or something it's on youtube for free and it's it's two hours listen i had some sympathy at the beginning because he was abused he was heavily mentally and physically uh, and emotionally abused by his grandfather but all of that faded away as you find out how his pathology was like if they never helped me i would never have to deal with this i would never have been embarrassed i wouldn't like he blames everyone for his success because he knows he's not the smartest person in the room like they he's admitted to others i know i should not be here and i'm only here because of the color of my skin versus it was just an opportunity like i don't think people realize getting into school getting into any school getting a job like i want people to realize think about like this how many people have you seen get a job and get fired within two weeks Mm-hmm. within three weeks within a month within a year because mm-hmm. they don't have the skills to say that now look at someone who got a job for whatever reason and they ran with that opportunity and they stayed there because they had the skill set to stay there and both was cool. like the Forbes just just said that most minority students that got accepted into harvard yale and princeton um based off of the affirmative action lawsuit were more likely to graduate finish and be more successful than most of their peers that came in on legacy Oh, we don't need affirmative action anymore. We're colorblind. Racism is over. We're colorblind now. (laughs) Attack my uterus. Attack my education. Attack. Now you want me to pay back student loans? Listen, I ain't paying. I will pay what I need to pay back so I don't have to worry about y'all attacking my credit. But also, hear me and hear me well. Y'all better figure a way to get this done because if I find my way and get my way, I'm voting all y'all motherfuckers out. 
the only way all y'all. the only way this is going to be resolved at this point in time is Biden Biden needs to simply add more justices to the Supreme Court. He does. Hold on, you want to know what's really crazy? In the bylaws of the U.S. Department of Education. Sorry, I'm so sorry. In the bylaws of the U.S. Department of Education, it says that the head of the Department of Education has the right to, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, dis- discharge mm-hmm. student loans. It has it, He has the right to discharge any debt owed to the government. The head of the Department of Education, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Biden can tell the head of the Department of Education discharge this. So what? So why do you think he didn't? He didn't do that. Well, what he was trying to do was use the Hero Act, so Congress wouldn't try oh. to. Um, and and Biden, so Biden is never going to really fully discharge our student loans. I'm I'm not someone that says you know discharge all of them. I'm not. I'm someone that's like just make this reasonable for me. Right. Twenty thousand dollars of forgiven put me into an area where I could pay it off exactly, and also. Put it, re, the the repayment plan was a lot more feasible for me where I could still live my life and not be like, okay, so I'm giving you my whole check and half of my trivia check. And then, you know, I'm going to do Instacart and give you all of this check. And I, I may be able to survive on my month, on my other check for the month. Oh no, you want that check? Like that's where I'm at right now. So what he was saying is like, you know, you can't force someone to pay like 40% of their pay to student loans. It yeah. needs to be reasonable. Yeah. So, Biden was never going to fully say forgive everyone. What he was trying to do was just like forgive enough people so their money will go back to the states. So their money will go into state taxes, buy property, buy consumerism to to uptick the economy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the way he wanted to forgive it was that twenty thousand, which which he felt like the Republicans wouldn't say no to, but they you know they they said no because they they believe in the whole the one biblical verse that says you know render your taxes on the Caesar as you render your your tithes onto the Lord whatever biblical verse that is and you know you shouldn't let you shouldn't forgive this because they should work hard for it and like you know everyone in the in a lot of places say no don't forgive student loans not realizing that the teachers that teaching your kids had to take out a student loan for the school they want to because most parents didn't plan for their kids to go to college mm-hmm. and let's talk about like the nurses and the doctors your m- most people you depend on for your living had to go to school to be specialized in that area and on top of that their pay when they come out is not the pay that you said they will. You lie to these people. Like, listen, they, I, did, I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to be making the amount that I was going to be making. I knew that I was going to probably be making 25000 when I came out with, out of undergrad. But I also knew that was only going to be for two years. Right. And with that being said, I wasn't dis- disillusioned saying I'm going to be making six figures when I come out of undergrad. I no. Anyway, let me calm down. But I'm still mad. I'm still angry. Who do I have to fight? Who do I have to fight? I am ready to fight. I got hands. I will. I mean, I'm not going to say, and I'm not going to touch y'all because I want my job. But I got hands. I will find you in the alley if um, after y'all got some coke sniffed off y'all dick and whoop your ass. I'm glad you mentioned dick <laughs> because I, <laughs> wow, that's a transition. I totally have uh, an, another LA story. Um, How many dicks did you see? Sadly, it was just one. What? And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why. And so, for what's funny enough, technically I didn't see it, but the brain, the brain quickly analyzed what was happening. 
So I did not see random dick. But let me tell you why random dick was out in the wild. So we go to pick up alcohol. We're walking back. Uh-huh. There's this couple that's in front of us. And this is not even why the random dick came out. But <laughs> I kind the reason I bring this up, because I wish this person would have made the connection for us. And I'll tell you why. There's this guy and this lady, and they're walking. Yeah. The lady got a, a, a dress on. And because we're behind her, I guess she's worried that it's rising up. So we might be able to see a little something. Because uh-huh. she's trying to fix it to keep it down. And it keeps like rising. Now we still can't see anything. And the only person within the group that would have been entertained by this at all would have been me. Uh, But I'm more entertained by the fact that she walked out the house with this dress. I know she checked herself in the mirror at least three times before she left the house or before they, they went out. Did she though? I feel like she would have. I feel, I feel like she would have, but like, She's like struggling to keep this like because I guess she feels like it's rising up and she's self conscious so she's like trying to pull it down. Did she have a strap on? This it was a it was a strap on and on top of that it was like <laughs> you mean now hold on now you mean strap on like a strap strap uh, oh uh, not the not the uh, not that type of strap on no we're talking <laughs> no no it was it was. We're talking. We're talking. Talking how the dress was sent. It was. Oh, a, it was okay. Not that. Oh my god. But no, she's fighting. Gosh, she's fighting to keep this dress. She's fighting to keep this dress. And like, we're, I'm just sitting there, like, ma'am, when you walked out the house with this freakum dress, you should have do like what it was. We can't see anything. And you know, and for what it was, actually, it looked. She looked pretty good. She was cute. She was dolled up. So like, if. Right. Anything, I don't know if this is a husband, I don't know if this is a boyfriend, but she had she had a mission for that dress. And I'm 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 assuming she must have achieved it later on. Whatever. So we keep walking past them. And the reason I bring this up, because I kind of wish that car was parked closer for what we saw next. So we're walking, and just as we're getting about to hit the block where our hotel is, there's this guy uh-huh. and he's peeing on a tree. Oh. Except that uh, he's not doing too good of a job, you know, peeing on a tree. Misfire. Oh, it's not even a misfire. What? If this is the tree, instead of being like right behind it, peeing on the tree, he's peeing on the side of it. What? So I quickly realized what's going on in my head. Other friend realizes what's going on, and my one friend's on the phone who's not giving zero fucks and is just like walking past. Now, me, I'm processing everything that's happened. So, this guy sees us, he's embarrassed, and it doesn't help him at all that I bust out laughing. <laughs> like, it was I like, because I walked past, no, at least I wasn't laughing in his face, right? But he knew why I was laughing. <laughs> Because he even tried to hide himself when he realized that it's like coming face to face with somebody and you're caught red fucking handed. Instead of actually, yeah, instead of actually cut yourself off, which is not good. Yeah, like he literally, he literally tried and he just failed. Tried like hiding himself more. And at this point, it's like, listen, bro, you are already spotted. Be glad somebody didn't have a camera phone out. Be glad that that we didn't stop and just look at him, watch like, oh, well, this is a show. Finish the job. Yeah. Just finish and the job. And if I was him, I just would have made it more awkward by staring people right in the face. 
<laughs> and just keep peeing. Like, what the fuck are you going to do at this point? You might as well go out with a bang. You know, right. You might as well just sit there and just keep staring at the person. There's bathroom <laughs> etiquette, though. Like, you know, there's like an unwritten rule. Like, when you're in the men's room, mm-hmm. like... When you're doing your business, you are looking either straight forward or straight down. You do not look from side, side to, to side. side. Okay, because there's some subconscious thing where if you look at anybody while you're peeing, you're suggesting something for some reason. <laughs> look. Look, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not just going. imagine if I'm doing my business right now and I'm looking you dead in your eyes right now while I pee. I would ask Is this a challenge? <laughs> Hold on. Is, I would ask, um, are you burning? Does it burn? Uh why is it trickling? What did you go get your proc did you get your proctologist checked? Oh my gosh. I your coughed, prostate. Sorry, I coughed. Prostate. I coughed and it was okay. Okay, that's the worst get- thing to deal with too. When you got like a when you're busy peeing and you got a cough. And that one oh. cough really like hits while you're peeing. Oh no! It's worse if you're sneezing. I think. Oh, oh lord, that one. That oh gosh. You always get a. You always get like a a change of direction. Oh yeah. Like, you, you, you know the worst thing I hate is when you're trying to pee and you're trying to make sure you you got in control, but it's doing the whole fireman thing. Like somebody just turned on the hose and it's just spraying all over. Like you can't. Yeah, it's just. It's just. It, it's just it's just yeah. Misfiring is easy. Oh, definitely. Easy. And then the, the then the clean of shame, okay? Because like <laughs> you can't shame. yeah, because you just you just can't leave it like that. Now, I mean, if you're in a public bathroom and that that's on you. But I know if that shit happens in your own bathroom, it's like fuck. You yeah. know, cuz now it's like you got to mop the you got to mop the floor, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot to happen there. Well, unfortunately, this guy didn't uh, have that option. Yeah. And like I said, like I'm a couple steps away at this point, and I can't contain the laughter. I, it is just out there. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm already here. And I hope this man don't think I just looked, saw his Johnson, and then bust out laughing. That is not going to do anything for this man's ego at this point. And, like, and mind you, like I said, my brain just connected the dots. That's it. It just connected the dots. I know someone's like, why are you going to laugh at another dude pissing? The reason I'm laughing is because of the shame. This is the shame. So, it's the shame. And honestly, come on. You, you, you're, you're, you had to pee. And you're at a place. Like, okay, so here's the thing. Let me find. All right. So if this is him, okay? This right. is him. All right. Now you're peeing. Yes. And you're facing this way. This is a parking garage. Like this is a parking lot right here. No. Where there's going to be people. So when he was peeing and the tree is like right here, he's not even like peeing on the tree. Okay. He's like hanging on the tree, pissing past it. So if you're walking from this way, you're seeing him <laughs> and it's just all out in its glory. And he's just letting the golden shower happen. Poor mother earth. So then you know the tree right here is like you know like dude you're not even peeing on me like were you trying to be respectful of the tree was the tree there to hold you up while you piss like there's a lot of questions and a whole lot of variables here and the reason I bring the people up is because I wish that lady had parked closer because she was so worried about the dress it would have been a whole motherfucking problem (laughs) if she was closer and she sees this dude because then at this point she's seeing this he got his dick out He's trying to piss. <laughs> like, 
Now, That's a Seinfeld episode yeah, waiting to happen. It it's a Seinfeld episode waiting to happen. Also, at this point, also at this point, you know, like, what does she decide? Oh my God, he's jerking off, and like, <laughs> and he's not. He's trying to piss. Could you imagine what that case would be like? You know, when the, the cops show up. You know, what's the sad thing is I can actually relate to this person because I actually had an incident happen to me um, involving uh, number one. A long time ago. I think I might have told you this story. Did I? I don't think you did. No. (laughs) So back when I was a teenager, I want to say, well, I'll say I was 18 to cover the shame that I was older. Um, Me and my friend and actually and actually Ben, Ben was a part of this. Oh, 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 wow. Okay. Well, I mean, there's no there's no dirt on him. All the dirt remains on me. And uh, my other friend, uh, we were actually at the Inner Harbor. Um, you know, you know where the uh, the rock and roll cafe and all, all hard, rock, yeah. hard rock, yeah, 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 all all that stuff is. And uh, I think we had just we we had went bar hopping, and I needed to take I needed to take a piss, but everything I think had closed up at that point. Uh oh. So we're like, all right, man, dang, what do we do? And and my friend was like, well, just go. Just, just go between those bushes over there, man. Just, just, oh, just no. get it done. So oh, I'm like, sorry. okay, all right. Well, I, I so I start to think back and forth the con, you know, the risk involved and all that stuff. And as I'm thinking about it, uh, a cop is walking by. No, <laughs> my friend, my friend sees the cop and it's like, go, go, just go. So with that, you know, in the moment, I'm like, uh, I'm like reactionary. So I'm like, all right, shoot, let me just go for it. So I go over to the bushes and mind you, it's like, you know, it's like semi visible. So it's like nobody actually sees what's happening, but you can assume it because why else would I be standing in the middle of all these bushes? So, so I start to, so I start to do my business and of course, that cop walk, you know, you know, looks at me like, like walks over, and he's just, and and he's just like, "Are you taking a piss?" No. <laughs> and of course, the only thing that you're gonna say is, "Uh, no." Uh, <laughs> and 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 he's just like, "My guy, just stop, just just stop, just use the bathroom." And so and so, I have to cut it to cut it short, which. For all of you out there who know that is, that is not a comfortable experience. Oh no, no. The bur- that that sensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not. It's not. It's not fun. And I only got like fifty percent of it out. So I so I cut it short. You know, uh, try and quote unquote clean up as best I can. Pull up my pants, and then I forgot what happened. But uh, yeah, I couldn't. Um, I. I had to hold it until until I basically got home, which was not which was not fun. So thanks a lot, Greg, <laughs> whose name is not Greg to pr- to protect the innocent. You oh. know who y- you know who you are. You should not have said go go go. What why would you do that to me? Why would you do that to me? Okay, <laughs> you knew, and then and then and. And then, of course, you're going to laugh once it's all over. Like, you know, like, you know, you had planned it or something like that. You, mm. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> as much as I would like to join in on this, I, I can't. I can't. Unfortunately, Chris, you cannot empathize 
uh, oh, with no, what's I've, happening. I've had millions of incidences, millions. I was like, this this plumbing system is horrible. Horrible. Right. Mm. But, uh, well, in terms of... A cop seeing you? Oh, yeah. Like, it, well, oh, yeah. no, in terms of doing your business and having to Did cut I? to cut a nozzle short. I've done that, too. Not well, nozzle. Uh, well, well, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm... Yeah, you know, you know, you know not, not, not like that, not like that. No. Right, right. I'm talking about aiming at a aiming at a bush and then... I've Captain Morgan, a, maybe. Oh, that wasn't a bush. That was a toilet. I've Captain Morgan a toilet. Captain Morgan a toilet? Oh, oh, oh. I just got... Okay, I just got that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 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 Wow. Uh, yeah. How did we get here? There was no uh, dribble. There was no dribble on the seat. It was. We, a, we, 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 this we, isn't the Olympics, okay? We totally, we totally got here because I had a story from uh, L.A. That, that was a story from L.A. Ooh, may I say, if y'all have a chance, you have until July 16th. Go to the BMA. It's fifteen dollars. It's one of their only exhibits that you have to pay for. They have a St. Louis based hip hop exhibit of everything hip hop. Every last thing you can think of hip hop. And then they explain it. They explain everything. Like why it's so important, the culture, the adoration, like un- um, understanding when people talk about their um people who passed away in the music, the mm. fashion, understanding like um what how Dapper Dan became who Dapper Dan is, um, hip hop soul they showed all the albums, everything that was done by Little Kim, like the zipper wig. Mm. They had um, video installations where it went from My Fair Lady to My Neck, My Back to a cupcake song. I can't remember the cupcake song. And then it went to Nicki Minaj Anaconda while playing um, the ending credits of My Fair Lady. They had like Baltimore-based artist Derek Adams, and they showed his hard work as it, as it is like he's inspired by... Um, I can't think of the guy's name, not Basiat. They even show pieces of Basiat. Mm. And, like, they showed the evolution of hip-hop. It was wonderful. And can I just say to the staff there, y'all could have acted like y'all wanted to see us. Y'all just, y'all acted like y'all was real mad that there was a lot of brown people there who was real excited about this. And they even showed that one photo from 1998 where it showed every MC um, available who was in New York at the time. Oh, that's mm. cool. And like you saw Busta Rhymes, you saw Prodigy, you saw MC Light, you saw Date. I don't think I saw DMX in that picture, but I didn't see Jay Z. You saw, um, I know I saw Rock Kim in the picture, J- Jermaine Dupree. If, if you was in hip hop in '98, you was in that picture. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was it's, it was fifteen dollars. Go before July sixteenth. BMA, the Baltimore Museum of Art, is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. If you want to make it a date night, this is how you do it. You go Thursday night because Thursday they open until nine p.m. Thirty dollars for you and your individual of choice who loves hip hop because make sure they love hip hop. You go in, you visit the museum. I would say go around five o'clock. Now, if you really want to be slick about it, go to. Gertrude's or Busboys and Poets for their happy hour. Then go over to the museum. Go before seven. Go do the exhibit. It's about an hour and an hour and a half. Oh, and they even had one installation where they did um um all of Jay. They did Jay Z songs to imagery, and then they did another installation where it was Kendrick Lamar songs to imagery, and then they oh, even so had someone write a poem from fifty lyrics, fifty different MCs lyrics. And created a poem from one of their iconic lyrics. They had MF Doom, Cardi B. They had a Cardi B section. Like, it was... I was... The only thing I saw for Missy was... 
an album, Super Duper Fly, because they showed all the albums. I say all of that to say it was so dope. Go see it. Have a date night, Thursday that, night. That does sound good. Yeah, $30. Mm-hmm. Go do a happy hour, then go to the museum. Super chill, super wonderful. Only only thing I had an issue with was the staff there was like, we don't want to be bothered. Oh. Also, oh. they said, do not take pictures. And can I just say that us brown folk was like, F that, don't take pictures. Because we're taking Listen, uh, I had a, I had a friend that actually went to went to it, and so I saw some of her pictures. So I was just like, "Yo, this is dope," you know, that looks dope, and um, that's awesome. See, yeah, that's pretty cool. See, see we got away from <laughs> from Captain Morgan's and penises, and like, and yeah. what if she walked by? I think and that should be the hard. new. I think that should be the new name of the episode. Is Captain Morgan? Yeah, uh, out, of, out, of, out of out of respect for the uh, for for Ben, we're we're at, I'm naming it the Cookie of Legend. Um, the cookie of Legend. <laughs> although although the description definitely is going to it's probably going to mention something about uh, Captain Morgan and Durham, uh, you know, random dicks in the wild and stuff. So I so I have a question. All right, is it too late to talk about the sub? No. Uh no, because stuff is still very much coming out about that horrible incident. Okay. All right, good. Because I am having a problem with people not having empathy for the people that died and and I, I, I think I told you this, Chris, because you had texted me about it. Uh people somehow are able to separate lives because people are billionaires and millionaires and therefore we don't care about them. And, and I really had a problem with that. Like I was battling people on Facebook about this. Like, Oh my, Oh, well, you know, they cause suffering to all the people that have to work under them. You don't know that. You don't know that. These are people just like you and me. Side note real quick. Yeah, I totally did turn my back on the music because I realized we never turned it back on. So they, <laughs> oh, all right, keep I going. You're doing that for a dramatic effect, but no, 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 no. But kind of, kind of need it. See, totally unscripted. We don't have a show producer around this bitch. But, it, but, but it's like, look, it, 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 it's like, look. Was the person was did the person make bad decisions? Yes. Was it stupid for him to go into a submarine controlled by a PlayStation Logitech controller? With no way out except for like you know operations, yes, it was stupid, but none of that matters. Like, I I just felt like people took this as an opportunity to vent their anger over the system, which to me was misplaced. This is you know there there's a time and a place. To talk about economic imbalance of our of our, of our society, but not when somebody dies, even if they even if they did do something boneheaded and stupid. I just it just really bothered me that I had to defend this person, you know, for you know, you know, for I mean, for dying like that. I mean, it, it, loss of life to me is sad, regardless. You know, it's not like, you know, this person wasn't like a dictator, you know, he, you know, he wasn't like torturing millions of people. No, it, this was just a, a full hearted bill, like billionaire that made an awful choice. And yes, he did get other people involved, but that doesn't make it any less sad to me that this person died. Okay. All right. I'm not going to counter that. 
but my thing is and will still remain knowing what i think okay here's the thing and this is going to sound real <laughs> assholey to me it's okay I think as a society, we they always ask everyone else to have a little bit of sympathy, empathy, and grace for individuals who don't necessarily deserve it when they're not a part of your community. And again, like I said, I get where you're coming from, but I always think back to like, I am more closely aligned to the 830 refugees who lost their lives in Greece than I am to the five billionaires who went down on that submissible. Yeah. Why can't we do both though? We can do both, but also knowing that what we're dealing with right now, see comparing and contrasting is a slippery slope. I'm not going to compare and contrast, but I am going to say what we are currently dealing with right now with, with the entire world's world's economic perspective and also with all the trauma and tragedy we have had collectively in the last honestly the last almost seven years since 2016 till now Mm -hmm. i think we have hit a very low point in empathy i think that the amount of empathy someone has right now is probably zero probably one two maybe five maybe they got a five percent empathy meter so i understood it as collectively we're like we have always like we have been we exhausted ourselves over the school shootings i think not I just think. the school shootings like all, think about it like this collectively let's take out like yeah, yeah. we have school shootings so like that exhausts a part of the population right right now let's talk about how a lot we have all these indigenous and latino people just missing and no one's like looking for them we don't know if they were sex trafficked. We don't know if they were murdered. Yeah. We don't, and so you have that group, and they're like, "Where? Where's our sisters? Where's our cousins? Our people we love are missing." Then yeah. you have people getting killed as they cross the border because they're trying to get away from the issue that they're dealing with in their countries, and they're just locked up. And we're like, "What's going on with them? Are they been released yet?" And now, now let's talk about Black Lives Matter. You, it's, and they don't even try to hide it. They literally like showing our community us dying right right so when you think about it we have been desensitized to death we have been desensitized to humanity we're at the point where our empathy meter is probably at five percent some people's empathy meter is a little bit higher i think your empathy meter is a little bit higher right right admittedly now let's compound it where it used to be someone who had a full-time job could be able to be could comfortably enjoy life and when i mean comfortably i mean like just enjoy like oh i paid all my bills and i can go to subway or i paid all my bills and i can get a little extra treat for me at the store right yeah. now it's at the point where it's like like no offense i've i dealt with this recently I paid all my bills and i'm negative some odd dollars i'm like i'm not i don't wear coach i don't wear fendi i don't spend uncontrollably i always try to make sure i have a savings so like me and then they're saying work harder work harder work harder Mm -hmm. and then you see these five people i'll say four because i do not blame that young man who ended up on there because he went with his dad because he wanted to do something nice for his dad on father's day right you have these four people who's like let's go and do this adventure sign these waivers you know if you die you die and you read the waivers and you're like oh my god like Reading the waivers, I was like, there is no way in hell I would have put my son, my child, anyone I love in harm's way like that. Yeah. I mean, like, when you really saw the waiver and, like, dig into it. So you get to this place as a human where you're like, I'm really doing everything I can. I am really struggling. And these five bone, like, you don't want to say bonus. These five people decided 
to go have an adventure. It, it, it's just like with Mount Everest. I, and- I, I get it. I get it. I, I, I think I, I think for me it's timing because what it's, you're yeah I hear what you're saying and I agree with you on that. Yeah. That is my thought now. Right. Now that I've had time to digest it and breathe a little bit from right. what happened. Yes, yeah. I do think, you know, there's a lot of other things happening in this world, Where? which yeah. I think we should be focusing on more. Which has suppressed people's empathy. and Right, which had even mine. Right. So I get that. I was having these discussions, like, the day after. Yes. and The very day after, yes. you know? And my thing was the day after, and I looked at all the people making jokes, and I said, I'm not mad at them. Because at this point, you it's... It's literally like how many times do you tell someone don't like you are flaunting your wealth in front of us as we struggle. And it has always been done throughout history. Like whether oh, Marie Antoinette, um, when they chased that one king, Marie Antoinette, like, you know, she kind of flaunted her wealth during the French Revolution, even though she was. And it, I'm not saying in her defense, but when you find out that she was just kind of immature, she was a child. She no one really taught her better. And like when she said, let them eat cake was a, tr- uh, a translation because she wasn't truly French and she didn't know how to say, well, give them our food. She said, let them eat cake, which came off as arrogance yeah. when it really was her saying, no, no, no. If the people are hungry, give them the food we have. Yeah. But you know, so like stuff like that throughout history, when you look at it, when they have flaunted their wealth during times, uh, when, when people of means have flaunted their wealth during times of hardship for the commoner mm-hmm. typically jokes were always made immediately and you do have two group of people like oh this is distasteful we shouldn't do this they have families like me personally i'm like you know i don't know how their sisters their brothers anyone in their family is dealing with this because they are probably like we lost people we loved this is so horrible they're looking at the rest of us it's like y'all how dare you laugh at us losing our loved ones but in the same breath it's like you literally are dealing with people who used to, who make decent money, and they're like, "I can't even afford my my rent." Yeah, but it's it, it, it just shocked me. Like, what does that say when 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 these events occur, and the first like the first thing you think about is, well, sh- freaking billionaires, man, wasting all this wasting all this money. Like, really. But like also, that's your first thought but here's the thing also again I, I go back to the community question which I know you was like well that doesn't like you said no we should still have empathy even if they're not in our community here's the difference let's talk about Beyonce Rihanna and entertainers we know their story so we know they came from our community right so if something was to happen to them like what happened to Aaliyah we collectively are like oh my god one of us has died because they have been a part of our community these people are not a part of our community and when you start like, and, and to a certain extent, no, they're not a part of our community at any point when you really look at it. But the context of this but particular it, case. Community is meant to protect you and they are not protecting us. So how can you grieve for someone that's not in your community because, if you have a low empathy meter already? Because we were like, this was like, this was like live. Okay. Yes. When, when we first heard about the sub going down, it was like. We had they have so much air left. Yes. So it was so the whole picture was painted of us being able to put ourselves on a submarine that might not come up, that they might they only got like ninety two hours and every day was like they got less air. They got less air. They got And come to find out they were already dead. Right, but at the time it was like they have to, you know, 
you know, stop breathing or control their breathing because if they don't, and then it was like 24 hours, and then it reached a point where there was no air left. Right. So now we're thinking in our heads, these people are suffocating or to suffocated. death. So in that framework of your mind of now you're imagining what's happening of them dying a slow, painful death, I'm like, this is terrible. You know, right. So that, you know, in that context, I don't I I don't understand how people can it can ignore it and because just and just dismiss it. In that context, he would have what the media did. And I will blame the media on this. They ta- they tapped into like, oh, my God, these people are going to suffocate. And they wanted a miracle based story. Right. Oh, Even yeah. I wanted a miracle based story. But logically speaking, when I thought about it and started hearing more details about the sub and about the company and I looked into that, I was like, at one point, even though in a group chat that I said, oh, I really hope at least one of them make it out alive. I also knew that was wishful thinking. I said, these mofos have probably been dead for three days now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I found out later that there was no way, like, even if, like, even if the sub had resurfaced. Yeah. There was there, no way to open it. There was no way to open so it. So they were still going to die exactly. if they didn't find it. Exactly. So I think when you hit, when you start hitting people, and I think what we really don't want to talk about is we, in a, in a fair society, we should never have billionaires. In a fair society, and we should never. And that's what the never, person on Facebook I was argue, arguing with said, which which is a fair statement. I, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't dispute, right. dispute that. Right. He was like, he, he was saying... Uh, him and another person were saying you cannot become a billionaire without making other people suffer it, it the crazy thing is is like that is 90 that is 80 percent true that is 80 percent true yeah um and and in this person's case there was not these people the billionaire class is irredeemable because he says even if you even if they give away to charity they're doing it for the tax write-off well, and that's where I will pause and say maybe not not all of them. I will say not all of them are doing it for the tax write-off. I think there are still a lot of people who do just give because they know that the government is never going to fix their issues. And they said, and, and and their logic was, there basically there's nothing they can do, even in terms of philanthropy, that can outweigh the suffering they cause other people by, I guess, whatever you know wage cutting and all that and all that type 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 of thing and it's uh, and it's like you don't know these people you you're looking at it from a macro perspective and then throwing and then applying it to everyone and whenever you generalize you make them you make mistakes so here's my thing my thing will always be no i don't know these people but i do know that this the, the owner of ocean gate and the titan I know th- one spiritually this felt real off and I will say that I don't I try I try really hard not to get into my spiritual hippy dippy stuff because I had a statement recently they was like for someone who who believes in science and is like very you know logical you really do go into that hippie like the spiritual stuff and I said you can do both I always think you can yes but um with ocean gate like it was carbon fiber that it, that ish will never maintain under any type of pressure yeah especially at 10,000 feet that was asking to die yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, they may have done it once or twice, but let me tell you, carbon fiber doesn't last that long. It just doesn't. Well, not only that, but a traditional submarine is made out of all one material on its exterior. Yes. When you have carbon fiber and then metal and then other things, when you add other elements into it, 
it causes structure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it causes cracks because you don't have the same integrity. So right. when you go that deep, all it takes is a millimeter of of a crack to blow well, the whole thing up. Yeah, and well, and blow, blow both. Um, but also yeah, remember yeah. your P- ocean. The ocean's PSI is much different than what we experience on the surface. So when you start going down further and further and further, it literally, the ocean crushes you. Okay. It crushes in on you. Yes. That's why, like, if you ever wonder why, like NASA really does send a lot, do a lot of training underwater to get their, um, get their, um, astronauts prepared to. Gra- how gra- how gravity would feel on other planets, other areas, but how weightlessness and gravity feels together. Like they do a lot of stuff in the an- the anti gravity chambers. They do a lot of stuff underwater because that pressure is real. But like I think also it plays with our intelligence. It plays. I think a lot of people really, really like minus the empathy meter. Other people who understand how submissibles work understand how all of that works like in the scientific community we always like they're playing with our intelligence right now like when you start talking to people who work in physics who work in um ocean ocean i can't remember the word ocean oceanography oceanography but there's another word for it who work in that type of stuff um, aerospace engineers Mm -hmm. anyone in that located field they will tell you Hell to the no, no, no. And also, <laughs> can we just, can I just be honest? The Atlantic Ocean is a graveyard. I don't care what no one says to me. It's a full graveyard. It has been a graveyard for millions of years. The Vikings, ships have been lost when the Vikings have crossed the Atlantic. When um, there have been African ships before the slave trade that have crossed the Atlantic that have been lost. Ships leaving from Italy, Portugal, Spain, England have been lost crossing the Atlantic. I'm just saying that ocean is a graveyard and you don't think some spirit was like, Oh, these bastards want to play with us today? Yeah. Bring bring them bring their asses here, boy. But I'm just saying all that. But I mean, I get where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. I just want to always reintegrate that we can have empathy, but when you talk about community, yeah, no no one no one no one who was watching that media cycle was going to have any real true empathy for them except for the one that lost their son. Mm. Yeah, and because you even saw how they attacked the one boy whose stepfather was down there, and the, he was at a um, Blink One Eighty Two concert, and they attacked him. He's like, they should he should have stayed at home. Why are you policing someone who just like you don't know how people deal with grief? I don't know how he dealt with grief. Listen, and also I don't know if he had a good relationship with that man. He could have had the worst relationship on the planet and been like, yeah. fuck that man. I hope they don't bring his ass back. I hope my mom gets his money. We don't know. Yeah. We don't. But y'all y'all attacked him real hard. Because he went to a Blink-182 concert. Now, this also reminds me, keep your shit off Twitter. That's it. I'm going to say it. Listen, y'all are getting out of control. If you know you're doing something that people will not will not, will not approve of, keep it off Twitter. Really? Darius. <laughs> so, I want to talk about that, but real quick, um, I saw it when, I saw it when you, um, you posted your thoughts on Facebook, and... I saw where you were coming from. I also understood why people, you know, may have felt the way they did. Me personally, I choose not to. I I choose not to create memes about it. Uh, And that's more of a comedic thing. That's just 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 me. But I think when Chris shared um, the article that or rather the video, I believe it was, uh, kind of breaking down the science of why people 
may do that and it's just like we were saying it's like it's a a certain disconnect um mm-hmm. and also just currently what's going on with society i think right now is because we see politicians making decisions that does not benefit the people um we see people uh oh can you do me a favor and grab me like a yeah napkin well it's not even napkins back there's just um the little tissues but something yeah (laughs) but yeah i think because um we see so much going on Mm -hmm. that the initial thought that hey some billionaire just decided to do something really like really stupid and got a whole bunch and got a few other billionaires killed in the process and it's more celebrating as like you know um you know down with capitalism you know down with the you know the people that would oppress us and like you said you never know what people are doing and i'll i'll give that because a lot of the one of the things that i always see one of the comments is that uh people say that well you know if they're a billionaire they definitely did something you know hideous to get there right you know and that's kind of a, like a, a general thought that, that was the argument care. i was yeah. getting into with those people yeah. yeah and i can't and i and i personally it's just like you know what you know well you're right people people got rich some kind of way um there's also some people that might have became you know they they whether they did it off the backs of the poor or they were born into it maybe decide to go ahead and change things up uh who knows and if all we really have is what we can, you know, surmise from the media or, you know, personal connection yeah. when people are working in this in a particular space. I mean, that's all we can really get from it. Um, me personally, like I said, I don't I'm not going to, you know, make memes or jokes about it just because that's just me. Um, but at the same time, it, well, not even the same time. I'm just me personally. It's one of those things is I ain't got a horse in that race. Um, I find it very hard to police people on the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that way because me personally, I'm always dealing and struggling with my own demons. And so, yeah, people are like making memes and all that stuff. But then we can easily put this in a different context because, you know, it could be something else where I might have said something or thought something, you know, wow. And it's like, OK, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? So it's like it's hard for me to point the finger at another person and say, well, you shouldn't do that or we shouldn't be doing this when I'm more likely at a different scope. I can I can tell you right now, just give you like a real example. Um, I was just looking at um, somebody drag another person down Mm -hmm. and for no apparent reason, just like trying to sit there and message and say, oh, you should get over yourself, blah, blah, blah. Telling the person who's actually successful, you know, that they should get over themselves. And of course, you always look at these people's pages when they say that. And you can just kind of see the misery. You can see that they are trying to do something. In this particular case, it looks like the person is trying to be a porn star. And you're talking to somebody that is a (laughs) recording artist who's actually got a following and also drag this person by posting receipts because and i'm not going to say i'm not going to say names but Wait, was the porn star dragging down the recording artist or the, the porn star around? was trying to drag the the porn star was trying to drag down the recording artist okay and the recording artist 
has a nice uh, little following, a nice little following. And the whole thing was basically on if people could cover this artist songs. And she's like, you know, I get this question all the time. And this person tried to come on and say, oh, nobody's listening to you like that, blah, blah, blah. And then the person's like, I'm sorry to be honest. You know, the, the artist is like, I'm sorry to be honest. I get this question all the time. You know what? I'll post links in the comments. And so all you see is receipts of different songs that people are like, you know, interested in. And then you have our followers that are literally like, oh, we can cover this, or we can sing this, or we can get this for karaoke, blah, blah, blah. And of course, the hater is nowhere to be found. You look on the haters page, and they got porn on there. And it's just like, oh, if you want to see the rest of this DM me. Now I'm like, I'm not sure if you're a porn bot or if you're trying to be something yourself, but you and your 10 followers. <laughs> <laughs> You and your 10 followers can sit in your little hate pool. So, you know, when I see somebody doing something like that, the one of the first thoughts I get that I always have to suppress is how that person needs to be yeeted off the planet. I'm actually censoring what I would normally say, uh, because normally what I would say is they need to have an accident with a bullet. <laughs> right now, that's cold. Right. That's cold right off the bat. But that's usually my go to because I'm tired of seeing people being horrible to other people. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing. Yeah. If you get into a spat, you get into a disagreement. OK, fine. So you're being horrible to each other because you got into a disagreement. But that's something I'm like, OK, people need to chill. However, when it's somebody that's just existing and living their life and you decide to say something out of pocket to this person, you don't even know that says more about you. Yes. Than it says about the person you're attacking. Yes. It's like you're unhappy with something in your life. Like, because why are you spending that much energy, energy trying to bring else somebody else down? Yeah. Which we talk about all, you yeah. know, all the time. So, yeah. like, when I have thoughts and the, and the reason I bring it up, because some people say, well, yeah, well, they absolutely deserve it. You know what? That coldness, and I will, I will honestly say, as much as I subscribe to, they probably deserve it. There's a part of me that's like, they're human too, and they, they, they're fucked up in life right now. And it's really hard to accept that, because when you accept that, that's showing empathy that you really don't want to show. It's like, no, fuck you. You don't deserve empathy. But under the sky, like, as much as we hate to admit, there's a part that is like, Something happened in this person's life mm -hmm. that has probably got them the way that they are. Now, sometimes people are just genuinely evil. There's nothing you can do about it. They they did not have any type of hardship. They're just fucked like that. Mm -hmm. And whatever causes that type of energy, who knows? But um, yeah, like the school shooters, the like racial, you know, shooting up like yeah. churches and synagogues and stuff. Yeah, like it, and, and and it's hard to it's hard to be empathetic. And I, I could say this: I think that's when uh your your religious folk and those who really live in that faith can probably do. I think um, it's crazy as a human. I think it's it's crazy for us to even try to do that because that is a level of consciousness love and understanding that i don't think we can honestly subscribe to without driving ourselves crazy yeah because we're then having to deal with that right or wrong factor can i say something real quick mm -hmm. yeah like all of that 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 people who are very devout in their religion and they find that like not all of them but for those who try to use religion to to say, you know, we have to forget, we have to forget. 
it is a lie from the pits of hell that has been sold to you to say that that's how you get the greater glory when you leave from this earth to your next earth. Mm. And I want people to break away from that because when you start reading these religious texts and re- and understanding what is said in the Bible, you honest. <sighs> A lot of stuff y'all forgiving people for, and you really should be holding them to the fire. So, mm-hmm. so, so, I'm going to say something about that. I, I, I would draw a division between the context of forgiving somebody and letting and letting something something go. And when you let something go, it's not saying you're not holding these people accountable, right? Mm-hmm. It's saying from a spiritual, from an inner standpoint, you are not holding on to the hatred and the anger. I, I accept that. Is, that. Mm-hmm. that is, you know, a part of that. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. but they do yeah. that. They do it as a system of control. Because when yeah. you realize it, you're like, so you're telling me I need to forgive people who have wronged me and hurt me. And yet these people are going out here living their best life. And I don't even know if karma's yeah. going to get them because I'm not supposed to ask for karma to get them. Or I'm not supposed to seek revenge. Right. supposed to allow it just to happen mm-hmm. yeah, right, you're right and right, my right. thing is it's like no i'm i am a firm believer of do what you need to do to heal and do what you need to do to let it go so you can move forward mm-hmm. so you don't be in that cycle of petty mm-hmm. revenge right but in the same breath you ain't gotta forgive nobody no, i yeah. have forgiven people that i know in my heart that i should have never forgiven and then when i see them my brain is like you need to punch them in their face yeah. <laughs> and then my brain is like wait we got a job we like and mm-hmm. you can't fight that well. Sit your ass. Oh, uh, listen. <laughs> you remember? You remember we talked this about before. I had to hit you up because I wanted to kill somebody. Well, let's not use the K word. You wanted to. Re- I'm just, no, I, no. I, I legit was going to be doing time. You wanted to reassign <laughs> them to a new spiritual plane. <laughs> Some people might. Okay, I, 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 I get what I get. Why he said okay. Uh, basically, I wanted to eat them off the planet. Yeah. Some yeah. people might see that as a form of forgiveness. The fact that they're still alive. And they haven't been, and, 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 and retribution, wrath has not Woo! been bestowed upon them. Is the way a, is an act of forgiveness. Be, be like, be glad that I talk my, I can talk myself off the ledge, and that I have good people around me that helps me get further away from that ledge. Because, yeah. like, like Chris said, you see him, man. It's like you just got to think. I got a good job. I got. A good I life. don't want to have the people be putting shit on my commissary. Because how the fuck you getting a <laughs> PS Five on the commissary? <laughs> You know, I'm listen, <laughs> right? Like I like the freedom, and then that's always the that's always the thing. But like I I get it, and honestly, to um to that, yeah, I really hate when people try and use you know religion, and I've seen that happen to close friends of mine when somebody is like, "Well, this happened, but you just need to forgive it." It's like forgiving I, with an agenda. Yeah, it's like because at this point, it's like no. You you don't believe in a doctor and you're just saying that to really avoid any kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. And the, because of particular situations, you know, like people have to also look at the guilt or like literally the part they played and that guilt. So instead of facing all of that, they're just like, well, you know what? You just need to forgive. And I, I'm sorry. I'm never going to tell somebody, hey, that horrible thing that happened to you, you need to forgive it. No, no. you don't. You don't have no. to do you that. Heal. You, heal you, your, yeah, you need to. Yeah, you yeah. need to heal was what you need to do. Yeah. And if you decide that you want to set a pitfall trap outside that person's house. Well, yeah. listen, Home Depot has deals so. on shovels. <laughs> 
So after this, we should move on from this topic. But I would like to say, like, I want people to realize there's a reason why I'm a, I'm Catholic, and they ask Catholics to repent their sins. There's a whole reason why they ask us to repent our sins. Here's the thing: knowing what I know now from reading certain document, like certain, like what is it called? Biographies, memoirs, and other mm-hmm. stuff, articles. Mm-hmm. I now understand why most of the mobsters were Catholic. They didn't repent about killing someone until they were about to get out of the life. Because mm. once you repent it, you can't ever do it again. Interesting. And once you, because what you have, like, it's a whole thing, but you like, you, you confess your sins to a priest. They tell you certain prayers to say and certain actions you need to do. Some things are never going to be forgivable. Some things are like, no, there's nothing we can do for you on this earth. You just have to be a better person. So, so I have a quick question real quick on that. So is the Godfather, is the Godfather, I guess, uh, uh, inaccurate in this portrayal of the mafia when uh when uh corleone uh what was the son Vito? i think it was Vito. i don't remember the godfather it's been so many years no 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 michael okay no when michael um during the baptism you know yeah when he's you know when they're like do you renounce satan and all of his works and and at the same time he you know he had like the other uh people of the five families being killed and he's like i renounce them yeah so by what you're saying, he's not, he's already not uh, following, following the faith. The thing about it is, did he kill anyone after he did that? Yeah. Then no, he wasn't. A lot of people. He was not following <laughs> oh, the faith okay. in that moment. So like when you repent your sins, you confess your sins and then you repent your sins. There's a whole process you have to go through. The confession is like purifying, like kind of pure saying this is what i've done to unweigh your soul right hey i have stolen this from people i have done this to people i have lied on people i have coveted my neighbor's wife whatever it is and you you confess your sins and then like they ask do you repent your sins Mm -hmm. repentance is where people get effed up at because a lot of people don't repent their sins so like you can confess that you did something you can tell god i did xyz but if you ain't repenting god's looking at you like are you gonna go do this shit again is that is that is that where the uh is, is that where the priest is like say five hail marys oh or? it's more than five like they they like to say it's five hail marys and um glory be to god's and you have to say the rosary and because you have to recite the um there's different things that happen in jesus life and in mary's life and mm-hmm. oh yes it's it's a lot more and then you have to say well you don't really say the arch you don't say saint michael's prayer until like you're going out into the world because that's to ask St. Michael to protect you. This sounds very complicated. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I just say all of that to say um, there's a lot of Catholics out there that are ruthless and y'all need to stop. Like, I'm just saying, you have to think a church that has conquered the world and taken and literally started colonialism in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Virgin Mary. You really think they, they, they're forgiving you for their sins or they're just sitting and waiting and praying for the right saint to come and knock your ass out? Speaking of, and, and, and speaking of which, I'm really disturbed by these by these commercials now that are uh, seizing upon the fact that they can now, I guess, file lawsuits against like Catholic priests. Yeah. That have, you know, they have committed some type of assault. Yeah. Or like, have, like, let's be realistic. Or pedophiles. Or, or, yeah. I, it's good like 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 i'm glad it's a good thing right right 
I just feel some type of way when I'm looking at TV and it's like every, it's like all these like attorneys, have you been sexually assaulted? It's like, you know. It's like we open Pandora's box. And don't get me wrong. I want the victims of sexual assault. I want you to get your just due. Yes. Because you have been hurt in a way that you should never have been hurt. I guess I'm just looking at the system. It just makes me, you know. It makes me. Because you know they're being, because you know it's not. You know not all of these companies, you know not all of these people are doing it for the right reasons. Right. They're not really doing it for the victim to find peace. Right. They're just doing it for a quick... I don't want to say a quick money grab because that sounds horrible, but they're just doing it for the money. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm the person... Like, I get in trouble with this a lot. A lot of people's like, why are you still Catholic? You a black woman in America. They hate your guts. They probably do, but I find peace and serenity in the church. Yeah. And I, yeah. I wish I could find it somewhere else, but when I go into a Catholic church, my soul is at peace. My soul is like, okay, cool. Let us really figure out how to be a better human. Like, how do we be better to on, to the next person? How yeah. do we live to be a better person? And a lot, I from the priests I know, a lot of priests I know are honestly some of the nicest individuals I have ever met. They will, like, they will give you whatever they have to help you. If they see you in distress, they will give you, they will listen until they can't listen no more and then they'll still find some, that, 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 deep, that deep, deep pit of, I'm going to still listen because you are a child of God and you need me right now. So like, it's really, to me, it's really, really weird and hurt, not hurtful, but really weird that I've had such a great experience at a Catholic church. And then I have to say, but I also know some of them old folks should have never been priests and they did something that was unspeakable and they deserve to be raked over the coals. Mm. (laughs) Oh, um, wow. Can, can I get a witness? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, no. uh, so <laughs> moving on so we okay. don't forget all right uh you know it was crazy coming back from my trip and then just seeing what was happening in the twitter land and the first thing that opens up is you see that uh there is a post about kiki palmer's uh the father of her child yeah. um being mad about what she was wearing oh, and he took the oh yeah yeah it got yeah it got real because um he made a post uh, basically about what she was wearing and just like publicly dragging her like you know your mother blah 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 i rest my case he says all of this and then of course people dive into his older tweets and so it went from him being like insecure or at basically an asshole to try and drag his, um, you know, his baby's mother in public yeah. instead of just having that conversation between the two of them uh, to now it's like, oh, hey, are you apologizing uh, for cops or trying to trying to, you know, basically, you know, stick up uh, for a cop in the police brutality situation? Uh, it got real fast, so fast. And you know what's crazy is that when he first said what he said, I was like, do you know something? If you're insecure, because like the one of the biggest things, of course, it's you know every relationship is different, and if you feel some type of way, if you had some traumatic experiences in the past relationships, so you take that baggage to you know a brand new relationship. That's something you definitely need to work on. I don't think it's wrong for a person to admit they feel insecure, they feel jealous. Like, it's okay to admit that. 
but you definitely need to also realize you got those things and you need to work on it. And if you are struggling with that and you know, the person is just like, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. That's probably your cue to get out that relationship, you know, period. Like you, if you can't work on yourself, because my thing about it is, I'm not about to sit here and say, oh, well, you're wrong. He's wrong for how he felt. No, you can feel how you feel. Well, but sad. you should have. So <laughs> we got to rewind it. We got to rewind the yeah. story for a bit for Rob here. Um, but for those of you, let me see. Dun, 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 dun. What the hell? Um. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's an article. <laughs> um. So. Kiki Palmer was at an Usher concert. There goes my baby. And Usher, and Usher doing what Usher does, serenaded her. You know, he came up, he was singing, he was singing to her. Usher was doing what Usher does on that stage. Oh, he serenaded her good. Yeah, now Kiki Palmer was wearing a really nice dress, and you can see them cheeks. Mm-hmm. Like you could see the cheeks. She was double cake. The baby did her body good. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. You hear me, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> me just putting one out in there. I would appreciate if that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, this is getting around on Twitter and the video. And of course, Darius Jackson, going to say his name, felt some type of way. And instead of having the conversation with Kiki behind closed doors. Oh, here we go. He goes to the Twitters and he says what he says. Now, he had some people chiming in, sticking up for him and saying, yeah, King, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, she represents you. All that shit. And then, of course, you had people going in like, okay, you're basically an asshole. Like, why can't you have this conversation in private? Why you bring it to Twitter? Right. Which, Which is where I'm, I'm my, my mind is. That's what he should have done. He didn't. He decided to be in his, his emotional bag. And, well, that got him trending. And not only did it get him trending, people started going in. They started finding old tweets. They started pulling up photos. Like, well, you up there just flexing for the gram. Is this you? Because he had a photo. He all naked and shit like that. So, you know, people was like, okay, so it's cool for dudes to do it. But see, when ladies want to go ahead and show their stuff, suddenly we got a problem, which is something that happens. And I'm going to be honest. Like, after looking at the situation, it wasn't what she was wearing. It was because Usher's up there doing what Usher does best. Serenaded. <laughs> and I like how one meme was like, okay, if it's Usher, whatever. What you need to be worried about is that dude August. That's what you need to be worried about. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is that I was having this conversation with somebody. I was like, you know, Usher came up in that that school of when a lot of R and B songs was about challenging a relationship. Oh, I see you with someone. Make me want to leave the one away. Right. Start a new relationship. Right. You. Usher came. Usher came up in that, and then on top of that, I'm like, you know what? Usher to me wouldn't even big be the biggest threat. Fucking LL Cool J had songs for days. 
I need like love. I was like I need yeah. love. Hey love, hey love. Like when he's up there sitting doing there talking, it, yo, it, right, right. And what And then like, and then who do you who do you love? Do you you, love? That, that shit right with total. Like, oh, you sure right? <laughs> like. I like LL was saying shit like you know if his love was real you know what I'm saying you know like people was testing this shit like R and B R and B specifically yeah. every day was like yo I know you take him but I'm shooting my shot and then had dudes out here hearing these songs and going shot for shot <laughs> right can we all be honest how many dudes used the R&B song before 2008 to get the girl they wanted listen before I let you go R&B R&B was putting batteries in the back yeah like you either had a song that you was playing as the bait or you had the song that got you pumped up to get shot down either way you was (laughs) and then caress your back I I would like to add some add some fuel to the fire Mm. um also what was I about to add fuel, fuel to the fire with about him? Well, one is that he put he posted pictures of her anyway. Like she was twerking for him, and he posted a picture of her. And then he it was something else I wanted to add fuel to the fire. Oh, they I think a lot of people have surmised that they had already broken up before the Usher concert, mm. and that he was just pissed. Also, Usher now has a track record of every of most women he has serenaded. Has has in their, the relationship they were in has ended? Mm. Like the Boondocks episode was based off a of real life experience, and the creator was like, "Oh, me and my girl broke up like two weeks after that. After he serenaded my girl, he's like, I couldn't be with her. I broke up with her. And then somebody else went on Twitter was like, Yeah, the last my my wife got serenaded by Usher. About three months later, we were divorced. Forgive me, I am the destroyer of worlds. I think." <laughs> Usher comes in and reminds reminds women that are on the verge of maybe I'll go back to him, maybe I'll make it work. And he sings that song. There goes my bed. I ain't going back to that. And also, he has a song, a line in the statement. Um, don't leave your girl around me. True player for real. As my for real. And he sings yeah. about. It. I'm like, sir, use a menace. Use a Libra man that's a menace. Also, um, I'm happy that she made money off of that. She made t-shirts that says, I'm a mother. Yeah. And blind to it like Stevie. I said, come on. And, now, and, and, and release the diss track. So uh, if ooh, you want to. Yeah. So that's why that's why you saw me make the fi- facial expression. So for those of you like the music news, here we go. Hip Hop DX reports. This was published on the 8th. All right. And it's basically Kiki Palmer drops the mic on baby daddy drama with a diss track and merch. So oh, yeah, was- this was this was yesterday they reported. So Kiki Palmer has dead the conversation started by her child's father, Darius Jackson, making clear that he can pick a door and get to stepping if he continues to get out of line. In a mic dropping TikTok moment made on Friday, July seventh, the Nope Star remixed a portion of her own interview to a dance track, then did a one-two step on Jackson's feelings. End quote. You ain't stop you ain't stopping what's going on with me, sweetheart. The song began. If you're gonna act up, I'm about to link up. Mm. In a follow-up Instagram post made the same day, Palmer dropped an Instagram video featuring her son, Leo, whom she shares with Jackson, and revealed that she'll be selling some merch with Jackson's own comments as the catchphrase. 
One thing is certain and one thing is true. I'm a mother through and through. She wrote in the caption, I'm a mother and Stevie to the bullshit. Shirts available now. Link in the bio. Mm. So, um, it's, I want to, I want to just say that I was wondering how she was going to handle this because when it came out, she was quiet. She was quiet. She let it stew for it. She let it stew for a bit before she responded. And the way he was already getting dragged, I wondered if she was just going to be like, you know, social media already doing the work for me. I really don't need to do anything. But she actually decided to go for the jugular and said, nah, I am going to respond to this. So people not blowing my tweets up. Because some people was even tagging her like, yo, this man need to leave him. And so. Oh, it's really bad. She got hit with misogynist comments really bad. They said at one point. (laughs) The, she didn't deactivate her Twitter account, but they had to like, um, what does it do when you like restrict it? Oh, because okay. the massage, the thing that no one wants to talk about. Sorry for cutting you off. Is that she got hit with more misogynist comments? Mm. Oh, okay, didn't support her. Yeah, and know. it was like, whoa, he recruited the the manosphere on this one. Well, you know, I was saying that with just when I went to his actual comment, and you were seeing that, and what. A lot, a lot of guys that was you know jumping to the you know to defend what he was saying. It's like okay, y'all are showing yourselves, and to an extent, because the one thing that he said, he was like, you know, when we say something, you know, we you know suddenly people call us insecure stuff like that. Now there is that see, there's a time and place because I, the one thing I didn't want to do personally was invalidate his feelings. Right. It's like because obviously he does feel some kind of way, right. and whether or not you know nobody likes when somebody's insecure, but you also have to understand that people do get insecure, we're human. So there's going to be moments where you may feel some type of way. You might get into your feels. That shit happens. What he did wrong was he actually, you know, publicly shamed her instead of bringing to her attention privately and say, Hey, you know, I got a level, you know, the way, the way it was dressed like that, this, this brought a problem for me. Now, what's a good point that people was making like, yo, she was dressing like that beforehand. And so like, you knew what it was. If that was a problem, it wasn't a problem when you got with her. Now right. suddenly it's a problem. And see what we got to put into the equation is Usher. Cause she had just been out of like a girl's night out and she's just dancing. He probably wouldn't have said shit, but the fact that Usher was up there and serenade and the fact that Usher himself, you know, can walk into a room and, and, and pants and everything is dropping, you know, Usher's being Usher. So immediately Darius, Darius, you felt some type of way, Jackson, like <laughs> seeing all that. Yeah. It probably triggered some shit. And then honest, and honestly, for those who were sitting there, you know, siding with him, it's probably because you put yourself in his shoes and, and was already thinking that, well, damn, Usher's uh, definitely out of my league and um, uh, I don't know if she's coming home. Now, (laughs) honestly, if that is where you're living, you probably need to assess some shit. But again, like I said, not invalidating people's feelings, but that's a conversation you need to have behind closed doors. Darius chose not to. And of course, you know, you got the misogynists who, you know, are going to jump on and the folks who more likely may be dealing with some shit like that themselves, which is another thing about social media is because when somebody is is siding with something like that, 
They're talking about themselves. Were you saying diss track as a metaphor? No, she literally like hopped on. Can we hear it? T- While yeah. you do that, I just want to say three <laughs> quick things. One, I you, I, from, you, you know, on this show, we, I, yeah, my, yeah. I was yeah. waiting. I, I was waiting for you to. I, I oh you man, it, yeah. like, it goes a little something like this. I just want to say one. Usher is not even interested in you. Like I need men to realize Usher like old Usher likes older women. Five years are older than him. Kiki Palmer, he wasn't even interested in him. You embarrassed because she got serenaded by a superstar that she he heard she had a crush on him. That's on you, sir. Also, I just want to point out that I think two things happened. He miscalculated how much the world loves Kiki Palmer. He thought that Kiki Palmer was just black famous and not worldwide famous because she doesn't present herself as worldwide famous also i think he wanted out that relationship something in my spirit is like he wanted out he knows that kiki palmer is a naturally private person she will only capitalize on things if it makes her money she think about how many people have we really known that she's dated none how many and you know she's dated women because she's 30 years old how many times have we known anything really about her other than what she has put out on herself the Mm -hmm. fact that he put her personal business out there listen that virgo energy came out real quick and she pulled out her beyonce card and she's like do you you must not know about me you must she did that she's like let me dish you let me get rid of you go ahead and delete all your pictures i don't care i'm a mother and here's the thing he works for her and if he works for her and even if he tries to pull that i'm the primary primary caregiver of our child because he is always with her and the kid no judge is going to say you are the primary caregiver because y'all are always together. Kiki made sure it's set up in public so they always see all of them together at the same time. I'm ready. Play this track. Yeah, I'm ready to hear something. Yeah, so let me see. I think this is the the one right here. Let me go ahead. And we're gonna play it. So, <laughs> you know what, Darius? <laughs> Been a hot minute since I updated our soundboard. You gonna act up? <laughs> this, this might forever live. Well, this is definitely living on the internet, my dude. Um, yeah, that's a sound. That's a good soundbite. Yeah, the, the best, the best advice, best advice that I think um, homie can take right now is cool the jets. I don't know. Like Tim- Timothy Shamate would never. He would have been like, "That's my baby." He would have been saying, "That's my baby, Kiki." Listen, you should have taken a page. Here's the thing: you should have taken a page from Stedman. You should have taken a page from ASAP Rocky, from Russell Wilson, from Icy. Listen, Ice T out here fighting people, saying, "Coco, you a mother? Shut the f up!" He is literally telling people to shut up when his wife does whatever the heck she wants, and he is happy about it. Should have taken a page out of all these men who's like, "Ah, hey, you know what?" It's whatever I get her at the end if of the night. If, if I was if I was Darius real like real talk, I'm like she went to the Usher concert, she got serenade, she had a good night, she gonna have a real good night when she Should've get back in because I've seen that dress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's on that popping the minute she walked through the door. Hell, it ain't even gotta be walked through the door. I might meet outside. If it was me, like, hey. She's still coming home to the greatest. Right. Like she got a whole she got a whole child. She got a whole child with you. Like she obviously, she obviously did not to be like, oh hey, you know what? Even though we got the show together, we we you know she could have been that route. She could have went that route. She didn't. She honestly was keeping this man like and still got him in. 
She had a fun, and she and listen, and like a name, Kiki, like, <laughs> like yes. Yeah, so <laughs> you wanted to say something in public, you won't do that shit again, my guy. You won't do it again. Um, so it is, it is what it is with that. I, I personally, I personally think that was the 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 route to go. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, and then you know what? In related news, <laughs> Usher then serenades uh uh who's it? Salty? I don't want to make what's the name up. Shanti? No, not no, so, sweetie. Sweetie. So yeah, he he actually serenades sweetie, and <laughs> I'm mad the the article. Shout out to DX. Usher serenades uh sweetie, continuing his reign of tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, imagine being Usher. Zoned. Imagine being Usher, and now anytime, anytime, you know, uh, somebody's like, "Well, I'm going to an Usher concert." Usher, the significant again. others looking like you're going where? Oh no, we going to an Usher concert. <laughs> I got my arm around you the whole right. time. Oh my god! But uh, listen, but that, but see, Usher, Usher knows what he's doing, and it's, it's just like. It's just like if you go to a Janet Jackson concert, you know that that one of the gimmicks they're going to have is that they're going to they're going to interact. That's going to they're going to interact with the crowd. You know, listen, like Darius, if you're feeling some type of way, <laughs> you could always go to a Janet Jackson concert. <laughs> Kiki's not going to give a fuck. <laughs> You could try, but she's not going to give a fuck. I, I don't think she is. She's going to be like, did you have a good time? You would be looking like a whole fool. So, yeah, just like, you know, just chill. Plus, Janet ain't about that life, you know. Uh, what about what life? Serenading. Uh, shit. Have you seen Shit. Oh, you have, seen them videos? Oh, there. Well, no. Okay, I guess. I, I no, guess I'm no, wrong. no, no, no. She don't serenade. Listen, serenading would be one thing. No, Janet would bring dudes up on the stage have them strapped up and be grinding on them. Listen, there is a, there is a dude or two that is probably maybe more y'all. It, it, I'm pretty sure you're like, Oh no, L is more. Um, there's a famous video. Uh, I'm just going to show it. You got to see it for yourself. I can tell you right now, if you went home, don't do this. If you went home (laughs) though, and said to your wife, Jan Jackson's coming to town. I want to go to the uh the concert front row. They got front row seats. I can tell you right now. I I don't think that that conversation is going to go. I might not be able go. to use my key when I when when I get You back could home. get a you could honestly get away with probably saying you're going to Alicia Keys concert before you say you're going to a Janet Jackson concert. Once, that's uh, interesting it's about to me. I'm to play music. I'm so sorry. I couldn't mute it. Cuz Janet Jackson that uh, that's interesting to me because oh, you pulled up the video for him. Mm-hmm. I was going to play the shit so people can hear, but oh, people play, know. play it so people can hear it. What the hell? Oh my god! So Janet Jackson got this guy strapped to some sort of. Uh... Oh wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So I'm actually going oh, to play god. it. I wish y'all could see Rob's I'm going to play face. His eyes just went to a and this whole guy, new level. And this guy is like, he, he looks like he just like snorted some heroin. And, oh my god! And she does this all the time. She she. This is one of the things she was always doing. So okay, I. 
Yeah. I've seen enough. <laughs> oh, no. Let's see. Is she? What? <laughs> so, so this is a video from when she was live in Hawaii. Oh, my God. I was 100% wrong. I can Let me see the video. I was 100% wrong. Okay, so I'm showing the difference. She got up and she dropped that on him. Oh, he looks like he's about to die. I might faint. I just want to say I love this song. That's a problem. Man, I would have a problem. Did she just take off a... No, you'll see. Pay attention was loaded up in the background. Oh, is that the... Oh, oh, okay. That's That's the start of it. Okay. Yeah, that's what Chris was showing. So, oh my God. Yo, not to see... My, did she have the big giant chair out there? Yeah, yeah, that part. Yep, yep, yep. That's the one. Yeah. Yep. Now, what's the date on that video? Because see, there is one that when she was in. It was in Buffalo when she was live in uh, Buffalo, New York, in two thousand one. This is when she was live in Hawaii. Uh, recently, there was a thing where one of her dancers was already on the stage. She shared a passenger kiss with him. She was on, you know, people. Of course, you know, I was trying to get on her for that, but um, you know what I, uh, yeah, you know what I find interesting about her personality is she's doing all this stuff on stage, basically making love to people on stage. Yes, yes, yes. And then she's like, "Oh, I'm a very private person. I don't like people knowing what I do. You know, nobody even knew when I got married. I just like to keep everything on the hush." And then she's, well, I'm not saying there's anything right or wrong about. It. I'm, j- it's just an interesting, but. Con- contrast to That's me. That's like I get it. I yeah. I get it because it's when you're an entertainer, right? And like you put on for people, so it is something that you tap into that you know you don't normally show the average person. I guess if you're gonna be doing all this, I guess you really need to. Yeah, because like to me, whenever <laughs> yeah. I, like whenever I hear Janet talking, her she's I really think that she's a very demure, sweet person. She likes to be private. She doesn't really want. She a freak, but she don't want everyone to know she a freak. But when she, but uh, you don't want people to know, to know you're a freak. But I'm looking on YouTube of you, uh, but basically almost creating a kid with people. So but her <laughs> persona has to be when you listen to her music, she has to exhibit exhibit that 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 dark feminine energy that I can can I can entice you into places that you have never felt before. Listen. I think I think this I think this person was fainting just trying to get up to the uh the damn stage. Listen. Like mm. seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are like, the chosen. You are the chosen one. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you if if you were if you're single and you went to a Janet concert, you're good to go. But if uh you was going home to somebody, oh that was gonna be a conversation. I, you know, I would be happy. I would be very excited if 
Janet chose whoever I'm with to t- take on stage and do that too. I would be like, you know, you ain't getting that from me. You better enjoy every last moment of that. <laughs> I would be like, yo, she made this real easy. I don't got to do nothing except for just look at it and you're going to explode. That's the easiest orgasm I given a person tonight. I No, come on. Now. I want to know, how was her breath? Did it smell like mints? Did it smell like passion fruit? I want to know. I'm sure it did. I like how, how this person is sitting there like, you know, sitting there saying like, I love you. And the security is like, yeah, I need you to listen. Okay. You ain't, you just sit here. Don't you don't touch. do shit. Don't do shit. Right. <laughs> like, you don't do shit. So like they, the video I just had shown, um, they showed how fast security got her off of him. Like as soon as it went down, security grabbed. Like literally, as she as soon as she got off, grabbed her and whisked her away. There's one video where the guy that when it was really making the rounds, they showed how homie took that. Like he 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 made it through all of that because that was long. Yeah, this whole thing right here. Yeah, like. <laughs> like his face though, I be making you, the same you, face. And and you know, like again, again, this shit right here, right here. So like, look, look, look. His his whole his his pants his pants ain't been the same. He ain't washed that shirt. He ain't no. The like. She and then she even jump up on him, put one leg up. She literally spider climbing on him. Look, I ain't like. I'm gonna be real. Her whole the whole box was just in his face just now. I'm gonna be real. I would need a towel. I would need a towel to cover the shame. Cover the shame of me walking of me walking back to my seat. The whole they they know. Nah, nah, nah. You ain't going back. Nah, nah. I I don't even. I'm like, can I just sit backstage? I'm gonna need a minute because I might not be able to walk. You ain't no no. I might I might just go to sleep. Does anybody have a change of pants? I need a change of pants now. I would hope that you would think to bring a change of pants just in case you were the one that was picked. So here's the thing. I just but is it wrong that I would be like, what does she smell like? Did you? Does she smell like fresh, pure, clean spring water? She probably does. Oh my look, god! Look, I would have, like the sweat that got on me. I would have been. Done. I would have like okay. I'd have bottled it. <laughs> and that is a million dollar business. I listen. I'm mad. He just up there like yeah. I have Janet Jackson sweat in this vial. Okay, and now if you don't believe it, if you're if you're saying it's not worth the money, here's the video. Watch this video. That is proof that I got her sweat. Look, look, he had like five orgasms since he been on the stage. Five. <laughs> His boxes are done. Look, he he lo- he losing it, I and I don't blame him. Again, again, like there's certain concerts. So apparently, if you go see Usher, Usher, your girl's gonna get serenaded. If you go see, if you go see Janet. You going to get you a lap dance. Yeah. <laughs> and then the layback, and he's taking it all like a champ. He did. He did. Oh, my God. Day. He's taking it all like a champ. How do you... If I was, if I... I was him the very next day, I'd be trying to become a millionaire and be, like, trying to set myself up. Because one of the biggest things about uh, Janet, it came out that, you know, she wasn't dating anybody unless they was really on her level financially. Yes. Also, to comment what you were saying about her being private, it was really one of those things where, and he definitely took that like a champ. Yep. Yes, he uh, it was one of those things where I think she didn't mind doing that for the show, 
But she just did not want people like in a home, somebody, you know, like with people asking a whole lot of questions, her life getting out there. She just really wanted a private life separate from the music. It's like, yes, I know I'm an entertainer, but check it. When I'm not on that stage, I like to be left alone. Now, back when I was actually reading, admittedly, uh, FHM magazine, they had an interview with her. And it was talking about how, and he got a he got a picture of the whole experience. Aww. that was nice. Um, crazy thing is, they said how she went into they went to a sex shop. She had her entourage with her. Oh yes, and I like the they shut they shut it down. Like yes. it was just her and the, her entourage shopping. And so the thing is, I loved it. I love this energy. I think is I think is great. But it definitely to me is one of those things you really worried about concerts. You think Usher serenading is something? Oh gosh! Listen, if Usher was doing half of the, if Usher was doing half of that, not just serenading, like holy shit, there'd be a, a million man march <laughs> happening the very next day. Right now, I'm just <laughs> thinking in my head, like my brain would be messed up. Like coming, like coming back home. Like I don't know how I would reconcile that in in my brain. Like there, there's none. Not there's no. none. You, you just you, you could play it dumb and say I didn't know that shit was going to happen. Oh no, I would be like I got visited by a sex goddess and she reminded me I had no. Cho- they strapped me to a chair. I had no choice. <laughs> yeah, before I realized what was happening, I was strapped to this chair and I could not break free. If Janet Jackson is strapping you to a chair to grind on you, how do you say no? How do you say no to that? As fresh as and listen, and and the thing about it is, if you do say no, if you said no, I don't want that to be me. You would you should have just pointed to the next person. Right. Somebody gladly would have took that person's place. But but when, could you do that? Like you know. Well, remember, they, yeah, I mean, you can, you if, can, if you're if you're heterosexual or bi, like, could you do that? But I want to remind people, like, nine times out of ten, they already predetermine who they're bringing up on ah. the stage. Like, when you go, like, one, not only do they, when you go to a concert, not only are they checking you for like d- drugs, um, weapons, anything that can be an issue, right? They're also looking like. Are you a good candidate to go up on stage if the artist calls you up on stage? Are you going to dance when they say, like, if they have a twerk off concert, are you going to be one of the people that's going to start twerking? Are you going to be one of the people that, like, hence why Usher is only really serenading people on in his, on his, um, in his proximity to fame? Like, have we seen him serenade any regular people? Mm like we've always been Patti LaBelle, Sweetie, um, Kiki Palmer, who people who have been to his show, Angie Martinez. He's only really serenaded those individuals because they have they have everything to lose if they get a little too out of pocket. Someone like a regular degular like us, we can lose every we we won't what, what, what will we lose if we get out of pocket on Usher? Except for like public embarrassment. Yeah. So like they like when they go through that, they look at like you know who the concert person is. Like, are they a good person to do this with? Are they? Is there any other issues with them? So that guy right there, yeah, they might have been able to pick another another guy if he said no, right? But the, in all honesty, they knew he wasn't going to say no, and he probably was the best controlled individual. He had, and they knew he was single. <laughs> either, either they probably he knew single, he he was by himself or or, or or with some friends. Also, look at what he was wearing. He had baggy clothes on. 
which meant the likelihood oh, yeah. of her feeling any type of penetration was zero to none. And the way he they had him strapped, also they probably was like, "What side are you tucked to?" Mm. And right or left? Because all if you pay attention to how she moves, she probably moved on the side that he was not tucked on. So if he was tucked to the left, she stayed to the right. Mm. If he was tucked to the right, she stayed to the left. Like yeah, he's you still felt probably felt something, a little something, but you can see that they, it's very well choreographed and staged. Speaking of which, uh, my old roommate, I won't say any names, when I used to live down in a place near my job, he had sex to that song. <laughs> he gave that woman the death stroke. I thought she died. So it has extra power. I was like, oh no, he killed somebody with his dick. I would like to transition okay. from this. Speaking of uh, positions of things, uh, I just I just had a, a revelation. I, I don't know I don't know if this makes me an idiot or not, but I just had a revelation about Oscar Meyer. Oh, 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 I want to hear this revelation. So I was watching I was watching a show. You know the Oscar Mayer, you know those Oscar Mayer trucks? Yes. You know, you know the big hot dog and everything yes. that travel everywhere. Those were you things. were you aware that those they are not food trucks and they do not sell hot dogs to you? They don't. I didn't know that. They All this time I had this image in my head of a Oscar Mayer truck one day uh, and it's not even called a Wienermobile. It's called a Frankmobile or whatever. A Frankfurter, yeah. A Frankmobile coming into my neighborhood. Yeah, no. You're not, no. Handing out hot dogs. Not a single hot dog is being given to you. That is a waste of average. I don't. Oh, oh we're just promoting our. Pro- no, I want a hot dog. No, why? It's false advertising. And, there, and I actually hear they have a sign on the. Uh, on the vehicle that says don't 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 bite (laughs) because as we all know as humans we are capable of great heights of stupidity and somebody took a bite out of a bite out of a car (laughs) so from that point they had to do a, a a warning on it but yeah but yeah that that was just something that just disappointed me because it's like that was a part of my childhood even though it never came around i was like yeah yeah i want some you know you know we don't have a hot dog food truck i wanted to come around my way now no (laughs) i used to be an oscar Mayer wiener oh gosh i don't remember oh and and on and on another topic of food of of, of fast food I just had a encounter at McDonald's where I so have you have you encountered now they they make you go to the kiosk yes mm, no this McDonald's in my area so let me set the stage there's nobody there's nobody in line okay it's not active it's not like they got a portion people to the kiosk because there's this big line no it wasn't like that nobody's in line i walk up to the counter because i have a complex order okay so i'm waiting for her and then she comes from around the corner and points to the kiosk and says you can put your order in there it took me five minutes to put in because i wasn't just ordering meals i was ordering you know individual nuggets and then and then uh mama likes her uh you know cheeseburgers with mac sauce i couldn't even do that nope 
on there. So it's taken me a long time. And then finally I I'm done and I pay for it and it's over. And then a little while later, somebody else comes to the counter and she takes the order. Oh no. Oh no. That, that, that that's something. No, Mm-mm. I would have said something. I, I got, I did. <sighs> I did. I got, because that kind of pissed me off. Right. And again, it wasn't it wasn't busy at all. So when she had an available moment, I said, excuse me, can I ask you a question? She was like, yes. And I was like, why did you take that person's order at the counter and make me go to the kiosk? And she was like, well, and I, she might have been lying. And she was like, well, this is my first day and I'm still learning how to do this. But you took someone else's order. But she took somebody else's order. But she sent me to the kiosk. Yeah. And it's my first day. And it's her first. It's her first day. I got so I, I so I let it go because okay. you know she made up. You know it may be true. It may have been an excuse, but she obviously felt guilty enough to come up with to 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 say something like that rather than own up to it so it's like whatever no you're gonna take my order it takes way too long to do that yourself i listen the only time okay i'm gonna say something really bad every now and then when i am extra hungry after doing hosting trivia night i go to taco bell taco bells now some taco bells now close at 11 I'm really irked by how many places are closing at 11 p.m. Taco Bell's open late at 2 a.m. Yeah. They're supposed to close at 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. There's one that is like on my route home. That's like no, we close the drive-through at 11. I'm not going to say where because I th- I don't know if it was just a one-time thing that had happened. But do you know how many fast food places close at 11 now? No, a lot, almost all of them. Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's, Subway. I wonder if this is a Maryland thing. It has to be. Cause I mean that was part of that was part of Taco Bell's slogan, you know. Open late. Open yeah, open late. We're, two AM. We're cooking till two AM. Yeah. I remember the commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I say all this to say. I used to drive up and try to order through the drive through. And then there's like, can you put it through the app? And I'm like What? But I'm right here. The app? Right, like I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here, and they was like, "Can you put it through the app?" And I'm like, "I would have been like, I don't have a phone." I wish I did that. I don't have a cell phone. And this, <laughs> this is why, also, I think that I think the location I'm talking about has closed. Like they no longer in existence. I think they closed. But I was just like, so you can't even you can't even take my oil when I'm looking. Listen. It is still a computer screen I'm talking to. I'm not asking for a whole lot. You know what I'm asking for? Hey, can I get an order of nacho fries and like your $1 chicken burrito thing that I'm not supposed to eat, but I'm really hungry and I need something just so I won't do nothing stupid? It's not that hard, L. It's not that hard. You ain't got to tell me that. I believe you. It's this whole kiosk yeah. business, order online. And then they get pissed oh, when you order online. Oh, what? You don't want to take my... Excuse me. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we, remember, we uh-huh. now I got handcuffs on me and I'm the bad guy. But remember, we had that thing where the companies were asking people to stop ordering online and stop doing mobile orders and come into the store. Mm-hmm. And then you come into the store and they're like, use the kiosk. And it's like, why can't I just do the mobile order at home? Yeah, because like, I'm a lazy 16 year old kid. 
It's they're not even sixteen. Speaking of which, I had a really great experience at this place. It's called um, oh man, buns and roses chimney cakes. I say all of that to say, like, I really appreciate how the owner of the restaurant, like, um, handled working with a, a teenager. She like the young girl was like probably sixteen. This was her first job, and she didn't get mad at her. She she was still firm. That's good. But she was gentle, and she was like, you know, it's understand, but please do this from now on. And she just made sure like the girl kept doing her work, and like the girl, young lady was like, like you know, she was like any other teenager. And she did what she needed to do at this place. And I liked it. I liked it. And now, of course, today you have key lime ice cream. Where was that yesterday? But that's okay. I'll just come back and visit you in two weeks. And I'll get my key lime ice cream chimney cake. Um, and by it's a black owned business. By the way, cookies and cream uh, pies are coming to McDonald's, I heard. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. 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 Apparently they had they've had them in Europe for a while now they're coming here. Oh well, I mean for a limited getting, time. Are we getting the Europe version of the cookies and cream pie? That's a if, good question. If we're not, keep it in Europe. I'll just fry to France and get real good McDonald's. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm like I'm I like stereotype like the European restaurants as having better confectionery items than than they we have. Do. Like they're like like their quality of chocolate, like a Snickers bar tastes different. <sighs> In, in like Switzerland than it does here because they have real they have real chocolate they keep putting plastic in our gosh darn food and oh. we were talking about McDonald's and um, my experience with McDonald's in Japan was I would definitely eat McDonald's in Japan over McDonald's in the States any day you know so I ate a quarter pounder with cheese that day and my stomach said I'm sorry I have to do this to you and it just um, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. It went. Pop, pop, pop. Yep, yep. That's exactly what it did. Mm. Oh, you're gonna make me suffer. I'm gonna make you suffer now. <sighs> when yeah. you and you know it's crazy because a lot of people will say, "Well, why would you go to a restaurant that you have in the states? You're you're in this foreign country. You should." experience all the food they have Comparing. you can do both yes <laughs> you can do both it is fine you can actually do both because if you're eating three meals a day you can make one of those meals at a restaurant a fast food chain or whatever that you normally go to anyway just to compare and contrast like rob said i thought it when i was in Jap- when i was in japan and it was adjusted to me to go to mcdonald's i was like wait we're going to mcdonald's mm-hmm. like what and we went, and the experience was vastly different. The experience, the, the 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 McDonald's experience. <laughs> yeah, it was. It did was. they serve you? Did they serve you at your uh, table? They brought the food to the table. They brought the food to the table. The food looked exactly like the advertisement. What? So yeah. So the burger. You can stop right there. The bur- that's that's the, yeah, incredible. Right. It didn't look like I got a depression burger. <laughs> it like it didn't look like the person that was making it was falling on hard times. <laughs> like it was the the buds. Everything was uh, everything was together. It looks it like looked like it when was they, made by somebody that had hope. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. When they take a, when they take a picture of it. They was like, make it look like the picture, and it did. And then on top of that, you bite into it, and it's like, oh, this is this is good. This is what a hamburger, you know, should taste like. This is this is a much better experience. The fries were on point. They actually, after fries. You, fries you after you ate it, you didn't feel like, ah, uh, screw my dreams. Pretty much. 
Wow. It got to a point that I I literally at least during the time I was there I was there for like a month. So at least like two two three times I hit them up. Like cuz I was just in the area until I discovered this one chain that they have and then I went to that because I'm like, well, shit. This there's a burger chain in 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 Japan. Uh, at least I know in the uh, Tokyo area. It's called Freshness Burger, and we've Ooh. talked about. I probably talked about it on the show before, but real quick, if you do go to Japan, you should hit up Freshness Burger. I'm telling you, go there. It, it will. It, it literally. It 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 is it is definitely change the outlook on burgers in Japan. I I kid you not, because um, you have the places that they make a hamburger. You know, but they don't have the bun on the top. But then you have this burger chain called Freshness Burger, mm-hmm. and you will get a hamburger. You know, like you normally has like the pickles, whatever you want on it. The fries are wedge cut, Ooh. so they the the thick fries. I would go and get like a number two with my limited Japanese. You know, I would just be like put up. You know, hold two fingers up, and I'd be like, you know. You know, could I like please number two? They'd be like, you know, what you want to drink, and I'd be like, you know, melon soda. Get my melon soda, mm-hmm. and I'd sit there and eat this burger, and it was great. And I remember finding this place because somebody told me there was one in Shibuya. I walked about fifteen minutes to find it because <laughs> it was like it's way up in this back area. You got to go up a hill, and this is like we're coming from the um the train station, so. I literally went there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is good. And then on my one of my close to my last days in Japan, I literally was like, I got to go again. And I did. So the next time I go, I'm making a point to go to Shibuya to go to Freshness Burger. Um, Also, I'm glad we're talking about this because, Chris, I remember I said I would talk about it on the show. Um, For those of you that because we're talking about food, we're talking about travel. Why not? Because that's what we do here, right? (laughs) Um, If you are looking for a way to make that dream trip happen and you need to save money, and um, let's just say you can't use options like a firm or whatever to, you know, do payments, you know, or like, you know, basically uh, put an airline ticket, you know, on credit. Like you just don't have a good credit, whatever. There's an option that you can use. And it's called Air Affordable. Air Affordable was actually a black owned app. Oh, I think you mentioned this before. Yeah. But see, not only did I mention it, now I can actually give a personal re- review about it mm. because I used it. Okay. And um, this actually is something that I was really excited about. And yes, it is a black owned it's a black owned app. And what Air Affordable allows you to do, and this was also covered in Essence magazine, by the way, uh, back in 2020. Air Affordable allows you to go ahead, find flights, pick a flight that you know works for you, time wise, price wise, and then you can break it down in four payments. So how it works is that you find a flight that you wanna that you want. And you select your, you know, your, you know, flying there. If it's going to be, you know, one way or round trip, you go ahead, put that information in and it's going to give you a list of airlines. Now, the one airline that does not show up is Southwest. Southwest will not show up. So if you like probably contractual deals, um, same thing. The best way I could say 
any airline that you can find on Priceline mm-hmm. is probably going to show up in Air Affordable. Okay. All right. So the way it works is that you find your flight. When you find your flight, you're going to pay a deposit. Now, the deposit is the, the when you pay a deposit, keep in mind, this is probably going to be out of all the payments you make, probably the one that is the largest. Mm-hmm. So your first deposit is the largest one. Now, when you make this deposit, you have literally, a, uh, and I would say double check the app, you have a couple hours to go ahead and get your money back. So if you decide to go and put that deposit down, but then, you know, you find something else. So it's it's refundable. Only for a couple of few, first couple hours. Okay. If you don't change your mind, once that cycle is up or how long you have to refund it, mm-hmm. you're locked in. Even if you cancel the trip, you don't get that money back. Okay. So please understand that before you use this app. Okay. Now, if you decide, hey, no, this price works for me, that flight works for me, okay, you're good to go. Um, once you make, you start making the deposits, when you make your very last deposit, they email your ticket to you, mm-hmm. right? So I went through this process for the Anime Expo trip. I literally was like, all right, a firm is not going to get it. And I definitely um, couldn't put that amount of money on zip. So it was one of these things that I had to plan for. And I legit did that. So I went ahead. I found a flight that was going to work for me. Went ahead and, um, you know, put my deposit down, went and paid everything off. Was there a convenience fee? They do have a convenience fee. They have a convenience fee. And I noticed their fee. It ended up being. It ended up adding a hundred dollars to uh, the total ticket price, from what I'm looking at. Honestly, that's how they stay in business. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. But it, you're getting a discounted, or you're you're getting you're getting the uh, you're getting the ability to do the installments. Basically, so they add the hundred because yeah, with well, the hundred because yeah. you know they got it like you know they get, they got to make money some kind of way. Exactly, um, I got so, you. But it, it's allowing you basically to break down those payments. Now here's the cool thing. You can do it every two weeks. You could do it or every three weeks. So if you want a extra, a little buffer to be able to pay down everything, even if you could in yourself work it out, say, well, I can do this every two weeks. I can make that payment. You can have that buffer because that every three weeks gave me one free week when I didn't have to make a payment. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's always strategic. So you're literally that fourth payment is always before you would even take your flight. Um, they do give you options. I think if you can't make the payment, you can make some arrangements and move the date. Uh, but I would say is if you're planning to do this, if you're planning to do a trip and you want to get a start on it, this is a way to do it. Mm. Um, and like I said, that first payment is the hardest one. After that, it was like $180, like every two weeks. Which, you know, if you're and if and if you like I said, if you're planning this out, it's a way to go. It can help you pay for your trip instead of having to do it all in one lump sum. I know some of us probably like to just save up the money and then say, hey, let me just have it on the day. Because up until Air Affordable, how I would play it would be checking them airline prices, you know, leading up to when I was getting ready to shell out the money. Yeah. So. That can be nerve-wracking because you are hoping it doesn't go over a certain amount. And you usually have to estimate that the price could go up. Uh, depending on when you're flying is another thing, too. And you can use the same tactic. So, for example, if you know this trip isn't for like six months and you use Air Affordable, 
good because it's out like six months out. Now, I don't know. Personally, I don't know if you can do six months out. If you ever use Air Affordable or you have used Air Affordable, hit us up on social media. Let us know if you actually did the six months out, how that worked. Uh, when I did this, um, I want to say, let me see. I started probably around, I started around April. So I didn't have necessarily six months out, mm-hmm. but I felt, I feel like for an international trip and yes, international trips can be done. Uh, I felt like I gave myself a decent amount of time but for uh something huge when i'm you know flying international uh that i definitely want as much time as possible but i do have to say i I definitely enjoyed using the app i noticed that from time to time i had to sign myself back in that's probably the only annoying thing that really happened with it Mm -hmm. uh other than that, it was good. And to tell you the truth, I really didn't even have to reach out to customer service for anything. That's cool. Uh, is the app free? The app is free to download. Okay, the app cool. is free to download. It is available on Android. It's available on, um, you know, Apple's uh, app store. I highly recommend following them too on social media. And if you really are interested in, you know, booking a trip, this is a way to look at it. And uh, I would say too, you can, probably compare it to like other sites so if you use expedia if you use priceline you can see what those prices are looking like Mm -hmm. and then kind of compare it but just bear in mind that you're able to go and through air affordable you're able to go and actually you know do the installments now i will say and to be fair there are some sites that are giving you options so i think um I think Southwest, I think, actually uses um, a firm. I think they use a firm. And then I think there's another uh, program or something that they have. Um, but again, if you can't. Helping out black owned businesses here. Yeah. But if you can't, if, if, you, if, you, if your credit can't get it, look at Air Affordable. And honestly, I'm definitely going to be using them again because I am planning uh, a trip where. We're going to be hitting two cities, literally. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be using I'm going to be using it a lot now. So that would be a thing to see if we can do multi multi city. But that's my review. Um, you know, Excellent. hey, support right. black on support black owned businesses. Yeah, definitely check out Air Affordable. Um, don't be surprised at some point if we get some kind of code or something like that. Like, oh, hey, if you use Air Affordable, <laughs> you know, hey, use 3ABP. I don't know. Do we have that? No. Should we have it? Probably. Will we reach out? Maybe. Will I go ahead and send this episode over to them and say, hey, you know, at one point we gave y'all a really good review. Can we work out something so our listeners can earn a little something, something? Probably will. Wouldn't it be great if we started doing like Air Affordable commercials? Like we have commercial breaks. We could. We probably listen. If people do air, I, I realize. I realize for us to get the sponsorships, we're probably going to be the ones that's reaching out. Um, and it, it'll it'll take time, but we're gonna we're gonna get there. You know, I've actually heard podcasts that have been around longer than us, and having not did like all they do is like record. And I feel like the more that we just do this, the more stuff gets out. And yeah, yeah. You know, we'll make it happen. You know, but like for listeners, I, I really hope that any advice that we do give y'all on ways to save money and stuff, it does help you because we do try. Because listen, we're in the trenches with y'all. Like, <laughs> we definitely in the trenches. We're forever trying to figure something out. By the way, if you like the advice and everything that you get on the show, you should totally go 
And make sure you subscribe if you're a first-time listener. Uh, if you've been listening to us for a hot minute, we do appreciate you. Make sure you also give us a five-star rating. You know, we appreciate that. If you're listening to Apple or listening on Spotify, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Please do subscribe. Share with friends. Oh, I, I have Pandora. I guess I can't listen. Yeah, you can because we are on Pandora. We're on Pandora. We're on... Well, uh, well, what about iHeartRadio? We're on iHeartRadio, too. iHeartRadio. Oh, excellent. But, but we, the only thing about it is I know Apple and Spotify is where we get these ratings. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, if you're able to rate us on whatever app you listen to, we absolutely appreciate appreciate it um not even gonna lie to you because i was looking at the time and seeing that we got an early start and we actually do have kind of a patreon episode the knockout kind of one to try to get that in i don't know if anybody else had anything they wanted to talk about uh, i guess i'll um, i guess i'll give a final thought on something i got two quick things oh okay I wa- one i think we might be on audible you we are we are, so we're on Audible, too. I just wanted to confirm that. And here are my two quick things. And then I'm going to let Rob take over because, you know, Rob is great at ending the show. One, I want to say, oh, shout out to Joshua Woods. He has a football camp. I believe it was a free football camp at McDonough Preparatory School out in Owens Mills. He is a Baltimore-based NFL player, and he is holding a free today. He is holding one of his um, second annual free football camp for young students. All right. African American students. His mom um, owns Studio Ten Twenty Eight, and she made all of their shirts, all of the cups, all of the anything that said Woods Football Camp. She made that, um, and I just want to give them a shout out. Like, congratulations! Keep up the good work. You know, Baltimore own coming back to support. I love it. it. Yep, I think current he currently plays for the Arizona Cardinals. All right, so, excellent. Two yesterday, I went to. You know I love black owned businesses. I love I love y'all. I will support y'all. Buns and Roses chimney cakes. It was ice cream with a chimney cake with marshmallow inside. <gasps> it was so effing good. And let me tell you, like I saw I saw something unplayed yesterday. I'm not going to say what unplayed. I'll tell y'all after the show. But it was hilarious, and I was like, oh my god, this is the, the epitome of you're going to get what you what you ordered, not what you want. <laughs> that oh wow. But everything was good. They had a pineapple splash tea amazing i wish i had some tequila to put in there um they had a oh my gosh omg um cookie butter ice cream strawberry shortcake fruity pebbles oreo crumble um and today they have key lime pie do they have do they have like a cake batter one uh i i don't think it was cake batter but it was close to it okay oh i can just look at the things but yeah i just wanted to say those two things shout out to y'all because you know y'all look dope and you know just shout shouting out black businesses like l did rob take it away so here's what i want you to do right now the people that are listening if you're working right now i want you to stop working right now unless of course life or death but if it's not if it's you don't have anything dead set our appointment i want you to stop right now and just take a deep breath some of you have been working way too hard you've been working to the point where you don't even know why you're working anymore and i'm speaking to myself on this as well you have to take time for yourself you have to remember that there is a life beyond working on what you do even if it's your career your career is not who you are i've said it many times before but it's true It is only a part of you. And if you don't take a moment to just step back and breathe and appreciate life, I sound like Ferris Bueller. It not only will it pass you by, but it does damage to you. And it may not feel like it now, but trust me, down the road, 
all of this accumulates. You need to be able to just take a, a moment to just strategize and just, you know, just plan out your day and, and, and make time to do nothing. It's okay to do nothing, folks. It sounds like it, and it takes work. It takes work because our society is programmed work, 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 and basically until you die. That's how the machine is made, but you don't have to go by those rules. You make your own rules. And if you and and even if there's like a a point where it's like, well, I, I ran out of vacation days, it doesn't matter. This is your life we're talking about. It's precious. And stress weighs on you. Stress can kill you. This is not so just please take care of yourselves, y'all. It's hard. I know it. I, I know it's hard. It's hard for me too. But just remember when whenever possible, even if you can't take some time off, take fifteen take a fifteen minute break, go outside and just you know and just meditate or do something that separates you from the work because too much of anything is a bad thing, and I want you to live a happy and prosperous life. And I know that together we we can all do this if we just if, if we just focus on it. It'll happen, y'all. But just take the time to do it. Well said. Love well, it. Well said. And, uh, and I would I would like to add on that. Yes, you definitely uh, should be taking time for yourself. And doing what you need to do for you. You know, I feel like the workforce, your job will try and pigeonhole you. And people are not going to try and understand if you have a situation going on. They're going to literally look at you like, okay, so when can you come to work? Mm-hmm. Or can you put this situation to the side and, and work? Yeah. And they're thinking about their bottom line, not your mental health, not what. Um, this choice means for you because when people have to take time for themselves or take time for family, you know, it, it's about them, not the job. It's, it's about, you know, the person that needs his time. Yeah. And my thing is, if you want somebody working for you, you need them at, you need that person at their best and they can't be at their best. If they're worried about their family, worried about their health or not feeling good. All right. Mm-hmm. So you got, folks that just you know love to try and keep a workhorse a workhorse and nobody should ever feel like a workhorse or that they're not a person or that their you know their trials and tribulations don't matter yeah and let me say if you work at a job that is more where your bosses are more worried about their quota meeting their quotas than your well-being then it may you may want to reconsider or be start looking for a different a different mm-hmm. job too, mm-hmm. because you shouldn't have to put up with that. Yeah, uh, if you put in for time off and they tell you that you can't get the time off, that's their problem. Strike. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, hey, no, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, Cause I think I'm going to not Patreon. I think I'm going to share a little um, tidbits about my LA trip. Um, so for those of you on Patreon, stay tuned uh, because I'm going to talk a little bit um, on some on some personal stuff and the decision that I ultimately made. Oh, uh, oh wow, yeah. that sounds deep. <laughs> yeah, it's related to this. 
So, okay. Again, uh, to what Rob is saying, do what you need to do for yourself. With that being said, this is one of your hosts, Lorenzo. Big Rob signing off. Hey, it's me, Chris. He did say my full legal government name at the beginning of the show, but that's okay. You know, I was about to say. <laughs> I said who? I know I I didn't do the who, intro. Me? Oh no, you only said my first name. My oh, name. okay. <laughs> you know, we've actually slipped up and said it. I know I have in, in the past. I've I've slipped up and I've said the whole name. I just wanted to have yeah, her name is really cast. it's me, Chris. That it's a tribe called Quest thing. <laughs> just say the whole thing. Yeah, you gotta say the whole thing. I wanna make that a hoodie now. I got a shirt and a hoodie in the pocket. They're gonna come out this. It's fall. me, Chris. <laughs> It really should. Oh my gosh, I'm so behind on getting the hoodies. Oh, I'll tell you some other stuff after this. Okay, <laughs> I wish we right. lived in a world where we could be like, you know, this is my full name. My social security number is eight one two. You know. <laughs> By no. the way, that's not my social. Oh, oh no, it's those not. are random numbers for people listening out there. So if you try and figure that out, you're not going to get anywhere. Oh yeah, when I accidentally figured out your social, I was very pissed at myself. What? Have a good day. Bye. Hey. <laughs> And on that note, don't no, talk about this. All right. Don't leave your girl around me. Play it for real. That's my nigga for real. Sleep without it, meanwhile.